0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and we are looking back over the the year.
1: Whole of 2018. Yes. Has it already gone?
0: It's flown by, hasn't it? It really
1: has. Really, I know this is a bit of a cliche comment, but the last time we did this, did we do it mine? Um, I think we did. So that was December in culture. A lot has happened since then.
0: So i have got not. engaged. I sold my house and I've moved in Michelle. And we've got a new recording studio. Yes, blimey. So, wow, a lot, a lot, to, uh, a lot of cheers there. And we are, we are cheers. getting straight into the beers tonight, aren't well, we? Well, there
1: is a reason for that.
0: So we've got first up. It's um, an annual tradition for us now yep. that on our end of year show. We drink the previous year's incarnation of Fuller's Vintage. Yes, so So, Fuller's
1: 2017 Vintage Ale. And being the professionals that we are, we both thought we'd have a little look at our previous check-in. We did. And um, I really don't know what's happened here, but I haven't checked it in. Which tends to hint, but I haven't actually had it. So I can't imagine me not checking it in.
0: I can't believe you've not drunk it.
1: Nor can I. I'm shocked. Whichever way it is, if I've forgotten to check it in, I'm shocked. And if I haven't had it, I'm shocked.
0: But I think I think it's leaning more towards the latter of the two, there, isn't it? Because you said you've also checked Michelle's un, untapped, and and she hasn't drunk no. it either, and that would indicate that maybe you haven't drunk it. We haven't, yet. Had,
1: but that's a bit odd. It is odd. I mean, I know, but I I've, I was a bit of a focus last year. A Twelve beers of Christmas, we did do the first iteration of this, me and Michelle. Yeah. So maybe I lost focus on actually trying it. I should have done a bit of a side by side, really. Maybe, yeah. That was a bit remiss of me, wasn't it? Just a little that bit. Would, oh. Anyway, what did you think of it when well, you had it I've, a year ago?
0: I've, I've, I've checked it in twice. So they were oh. both last year. The First time I did it, I gave it a 3.25. Um, and I said, you can taste the potential in it. Uh, it's all red fruits and twigs right now, but it's going to age well. And, and then the second time I did it, which I think was probably a few weeks later, I gave it a 3.5 and I said, dark fruits, tangy, citrus, bit of finish. So
1: now, th- what Do you know what you had, what dispense that was? But they were
0: both bottles. Both bottles. So you didn't get a chance to,
1: do it on cars. get either, a, say, the obvious place is GBBF or LCBF, isn't it? Yeah. London Craft Beer Festival. Um, I'm getting your initial comments about the, the twigs. I don't think that's really there. That's gone. That's gone. That's completely gone. So that sort of dusty woody yeah.
0: uh,
1: has gone. Um, I'm getting those dark fruit flavours and, and on the aroma as well. I, I see I'm a big fan of generally the Fullers beers when they're quite young because I think that complexity does kick in quite a way down the line. Yeah. Whereas this just feels like just fresh, a little bit raw, but it does sort of give you the idea where it's where it might head to.
0: I agree with what you're saying. I think some of those those dark fruits are still in there. Like you say, that that, that twigginess the woodiness is gone. What it's been replaced with is Kind of an underlying caramel, for, for for me, almost like a bit of a bit of a millionaire shortbread type thing. A little bit of caramel, a little bit of biscuit, hints yeah, of chocolate in there,
1: sort of providing a bit of the backbone for yeah. it. So yeah. So, was, was this the first one which is done on, as uh, for Georgina J- J- Young?
0: Um, it should her signature should be on it if it if it was. Yes. Yeah. So this is the first
1: of her iterations then, isn't it? Yes. So you might see, have a look at the back of the box, right in the back of the label.
0: It's a bit tired. For two guys well, in their
1: mid to late 40s.
0: While you're doing that, let me um let me introduce the, the show that we're doing tonight because it's slightly different from, from what we normally do. So we're going to be looking back um, over the year and we're, we're going to do it essentially um, three months at a time. So we're going to do four quarters of, of, of the year in beer yep. essentially and as, as part of that we'll be looking at some of the beers we've had some of the beery adventures some of the podcasts we've recorded um and we'll also be doing within each of those sections a very condensed version of golden pints so we're going to look at podcast of the year our beery adventure of the year brewery of the year and beer of the year Within each yeah. of those. Alongside that, in addition to the Fuller's Vintage Owl that we're drinking, we're also going to be drinking the Fuller's and Marble collaboration of the Gals Prize Old Owls. Yep. Which have an average ABV of about ten and a half, eleven 11 percent Yeah.
1: And um, there are four of those. Four iterations fairly much based on the four different barrels they were in. Yeah. Looking forward to trying those.
0: Yeah, and, and the whole theme of the show wrapped around that as well, if that wasn't enough, was was based on a question that we had quite a while ago. This, this was a long time ago. Yeah, this came from Chuck Davey at Chuck Davey who, who asked us a question about, do you buy um, beers to drink and enjoy them when you've bought them or do you buy them with the intention of ageing them for either there? tastes to change or indeed with particularly with the fullers for their value in t- to increase. So are, are you buying them as an investment or are you buying them to drink? Okay. Now this is one of those, if anyone who watches uh, American TV regularly, where they do the
1: 12 hours earlier after that bit, we recorded a show recently, which you won't hear for another month on this theme really. We, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's quite a good question to have for us at the moment. Cause we're quite a good discussion about that recently. Indeed. Um, so going back to the Fuller's Vintage Ale. So yes, this is uh, the first one that Georgina Young has really taken the lead on by the looks of it. Um, it's a new American hop variety, Denali, used to give the beer a citrusy, pine-like flavour and a new British malt variety, L'Oreal, combined with trusty British hops, Target and Goldings. The 21st Century Vintage Ale is a well-rounded and balanced beer with Fuller's yeast adding the orange marmalade carrots to it which is what I think everyone sort of gets from it a lot of the time. Uh, we recommend it is enjoyed before December 2027.
0: So a few years on it, yeah? yeah There's a little while.
1: But I mean, we usually buy a couple couple or so, try fresh, try in a couple of years, that kind of thing, don't we?
0: Yeah, well, we've got into a habit of splitting a box of 12 between three of us. At yeah. we get four each. And c- certainly my pattern has, has become now, I'll drink one as soon as I possibly can when I get it. Yeah. Um, generally have the second one, on Christmas Day, or, or as, as, as a drink, or Christmas Eve, or
1: can you remind me to have my 2018 this year? I, well. I will do, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: nudge you. Uh, one goes away for a year later for the show, and then the other one goes alongside the other vintage owls in the collection of vintage owls that I will drink the at some point bottle over time. Yeah, kind of thing. On yeah. point there, Steve. Yeah, in, segue, segue indeed. So, um, before we get into our first section, I'm just going to say already. Um, based on my previous tasting notes and where this is at, I do think it's improved in, in a, already in a year. And my rating on this is probably gonna creep up by another two point five. So on, on my third a 0.25? yeah. yeah
1: Otherwise like, you're gonna go
0: with five there. Oh, oh, oh no, no point so a point two five. So on on the three tastings so of this, incrementally it's, it's, increasing it's increasing every time. Um, for
1: me. judging by a few other people's comments that I saw when I was shocked at my own lack of check-in you weren't alone in saying there's there's loads to come.
0: It just tasted a bit raw last year. Whereas, I if I remember correctly, I think me. the
1: 15 and 16, I think I had both of them fresh at GBBF, and I thought they tasted really nice even then. Um, I suppose sometimes with this kind of beer, it's there is going to be more to come on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, three. No, your first score was 3.25. It
1: still, went a disaster by any means.
0: No, absolutely not. And I think we'll see maybe a tiny spoiler here uh, of what's to come later. But I've already tried the 2018. And I thought very highly of it. Already. Oh, actually, you did, didn't you? Yeah. So, not quite. I, I might break untapped with my next check-in of the 2018. But we'll we'll, we'll come to that later. So, um, let's get into our beery review of, of, of 2018 um, by looking from th- through January to March this year. So, um, do you want me to, to give a bit of an overview? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you feel, kick off. Feel free to jump in. So. These these are just highlights rather than any, any great detail. Um, so, from the point of view of the podcast, there there, there were three real highlights that stood out for me in, in that period. The first one that we did wasn't wasn't actually called class as a opinion show. We did a show called the Tasting Room with um, where we was with Justin Mason. As, oh yeah, as, as well. okay. Um, and we were basically just drinking, because we'd been sent quite a lot of beers, and, and we wanted to, to kind of do a bit of a range of beers that we'd been sent, but also at the same time, we I think we wanted to kind of test our abilities to purely review and talk about beer, yep. rather than go off on the tangents. How did we, we do? We do. We, I think we did quite well. It ran for about an hour and a half. Oh, well. Um, but in that show, we discovered a beer called Govinda by the Cheshire Brewery House. Oh, we talked about that episode. Yeah. Okay, we, I've all shed load of that. Which you immediately left the recording and ordered more of. Before I got to the train station. Yes, you, oh, you were yeah. that impressed with it. So all four beers we did on
1: that show, um, so the Govinda... So there was two heritage beers. There was a sort of modern ta- their, their take. They're taking a bit of a an a, an IP, a modern IPA and the Scotch Ale, and I bought four of each of those.
0: We loved them all. We we, we really enjoyed each of those. And I beers. have to admit,
1: I've been massively impressed with the beers I have tried from Cheshire.
0: And I think it's probably our first um, first thank you of, of twenty eighteen yeah. is, is, is to Shane, who has been very generous in the beers that he sent us. Um, and we have enjoyed reviewing those. So, and, and we will look forward to hopefully one day making it up to the Cheshire Brewer House, to try some beers at, at the tap room. I would love to try them on from the tap. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to try them on cask.
1: Yeah, the, the beer seem so well suited in my, yeah. in my mind to cask. Yeah, so they'd be, I think they'd be a glory.
0: Yeah. So that was one of the first shows. Uh, okay. Of Note, um, show. um, the next one was Opinions Fifty Six, The Dark Side, which was the collaboration that we did with Men Behaving Badly.
1: Snap. That was on my list of highlights as well. That That, was was an epic evening, actually.
0: It was. um, And I will forever revel in the boys' faces when we whipped out the 26% Brewdog beer.
1: (laughs) No, that was... um, So basically, we did... It was a show of two halves, didn't we? They they appeared on our show, and we appeared on their show. we We did the recording in one night, though. So,
0: seven or eight beers in total. I think it was more, I think. I think we bought six for our part of the show, yeah. And then we went to the pub, yeah. Because as always, when we finished recording, we need more, need beer. another drink, don't we? Yeah, so, we went to yeah. the pub near me at work, and I think
1: was it Ashley was going to work the next day, yeah. But they still, they still had a hour and a half journey home, didn't they? Just by train, absolute madness. But yeah, that was definitely that was on my list of highlights yeah, as well, yeah. Really enjoyed that, um, and yes, we, we did really enjoy it, and um, you know. I did also include that one as um, one of the submissions to the British Guild of Beer Writers as well, just because I, f- I thought did. it was such a fun episode. Yeah, I think that came across as well.
0: And how did we get on in that? Um, I think, ooh, actually,
1: that's a, that's that's. In oh, my, oh, we'll come, we'll come, we'll, we'll, come we'll come to that. Yeah, we'll come to that. There, in, there's
0: only one beery highlight in the last. In, quarter. in November's <laughs> highlights, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, the the final podcast that was a real highlight for me during that early part of the year was Opinions Fifty Nine, the pub. Where where we went to, to the Vic in, in Colchester. Snap. Um, and we just we just chatted. Uh, and I think that's that's one of our first shows that we've done where it the, the beer that we drank on the show played no part what whatsoever. Didn't really get mentioned, to be it honest. It was just in the background, we were just enjoying it. It was the five of us, weren't it? But so we were just enjoying chatting to Rich and, and, and and Sheena and and about and, life yeah. in in the pub. Yeah, so it was a really informative
1: conversation actually, but it was just quite nice just to talk about the pub and the place. Well, personally, the pub that you know, I've grown to fall in love with, sadly moved away from being as close to it as I'd like. Um, the people who work there and run it, um, but also just having a conversation about that place where my favourite times drinking are still in a pub. Yeah. In general, it's
0: where you have your best times. you yeah. you with people, you with friends, and you're yeah. generally sharing the experience. So, but it was it was some insightful moments in there as well. Yeah, still not sure that
1: anything they said makes me want to run a pub though.
0: Oh no! If, if, <laughs> if, if you if you're ever questioning whether you want to want to run a pub, listen to that episode. Yeah. it'll probably put you off.
1: Um, so
0: yeah, because they they were honest.
1: They you know they have a plan. They're going through that plan, and um, so far so good for them. And you know. They 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 would get another mention certainly from me further down the list on this one as well.
0: So those those are some of the um the podcast the shows, Yeah. Um. What what about what were some of your beery highlights during during that period?
1: Okay, so um. So I couldn't actually find many for um, me. Well, Michelle and I for our birthday went to the Fuller's Vintage Tasting that's ho- hosted by John Keeling at the Bottle Shop in Bermondsey
0: oh yeah i remember being supremely envious about yeah. that and muting you both for the evening i think
1: and um so we went through a range of the vintages plus a couple of the brewer's reserves as well plus obviously um the chat from john keeling as well um andrew from river and brews was there so I spent a bit of time and um a couple of listeners steve was there and i think there was another one whose name saw escaped me just for the moment it was just a really fun evening had a few more beers afterwards which again obviously we needed after drinking all the fuller's beers um at the shop. There's a bit of a
0: pattern there, isn't there? Yeah,
1: there's a bit of a theme, isn't there? So that was definitely a highlight for me back in February. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I hosted, um, in conjunction with our creative director, Clayton, we hosted a work beer tasting, um, which was the modern history of IPA, and Matt Curtis came in. So we we hired Matt for the evening, and he was very well received, as was the beers he'd chosen as well. Lastly for me, um, the spirit of sharing at the Irish Embassy. Which I will openly admit was less about beer and more about the just having a really good and evening. More about
0: just drinking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. having
1: a good time because Wayne was there from the Irish Beer yeah, Snobs, yeah. and uh, you know Jezza who we've recorded a, a, a show with recently, was there as well. And that was a, just a really fun evening in the Irish Embassy back in March, wasn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, I've, I've got that on my list as well. And it was it was interesting recently when we did the uh, Crimbo Crawl in in Bristol. We were talking to to Lou about that. Um, and about the, the pub, Well, we went to the afterwards. Pelt trader afterwards. and and she literally said, "Yeah, you guys were absolutely wasted." The way you walked through the, the the door of the Pelt trader, she was like, "How how you felt you needed more beer?" <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we didn't. No, categorically. But it was didn't. a great event, and it was uh, it was great to enjoy an evening with Wayne uh, as well. Yeah, c- coming over from Ireland. Yeah, it, it was it end. was just it
1: was just good fun. I had to admit. and I did get the chance to try a few whiskeys, which I wanted to ch- sample as well. But it was you know they were doing. When they did the cocktails, where you could do like your little flavour, wheel flavour. That's of went wrong for me. Is that where the wheels fell off? The
0: cocktails, yeah.
1: So the flavour wheel is where the wheels fell off.
0: Oh, it was either that or it was that moment where I felt as I was being supremely clever, blending the uh, the white chocolate liqueur oh, yeah. with a uh, coffee porter. Right. Because uh, I thought I'd create this kind of amazing coffee drink. Instead, you just... Glass of alcohol. It just disappeared. Yeah, it? the rest of the evening just <laughs> yeah, went. Yeah, But that—that that,
1: that, I mean, that was good fun. So less about the beer, but just more yeah. about having a good crack. Yeah, but evening. drink responsibly, folks.
0: That's, that's yeah. A, make sure I'm not to forget that. Yeah,
1: basically, <laughs> um, do what we don't do. What we do.
0: Yeah, that would be the message, kids. Yeah. Um, one more uh, highlight for me, uh, beer adventure wise during that period would have been Winter Clay Fest, which is uh, our little. Extended bottle share gathering that that we have twice a year now, where um, our creative director Clayton cooks amazing meat for us yeah, and uh, melted
1: cheese this year as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we have a we have a winter event which is held at. Um, Matt's house yep. uh, at the Half-Pint Gents house because he's got a bar in his garden and it means we've got somewhere warm to go when it gets cold. Uh, and then we have the Summer Clayfest main event in, in, in Clayton's garden where he generally pulls out all the stops to make the most amazing spread that, that you've ever seen from a barbecue.
1: Never, even from day one in, my, in July 2015, the first Clayfest, I can't say anything about the food other than high praise
0: no it's, it's brilliant and the effort that he goes to as well oh
1: yeah he doesn't just say right on the saturday morning what have i got
0: i'll go and get some burgers the planning starts way <laughs> yeah, in advance yeah that'll do so um that that's january to
1: march that's january to march i mean I, I when i was looking back i don't know about you i thought well, it was a bit of a slow start to the year very slow and then i started looking at a few things well it wasn't actually as slow as i thought it was because you found a few podcasts highlights a couple of events, so we're only talking three months, and let's face it, January should have been a bit of a slow month anyway, but we did a couple of recordings, we had an event, we went to a thing at the Vic as well, so it built up quite quickly yeah, in the yeah. end. I was quite surprised how many things we did manage to fit in.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, if, if you think that we're now releasing every two weeks, it, it means that in a three-month period we should be looking at six shows. Or, yeah, because we, we had a little bit of a break round. Easter, Christmas, summer,
1: so we hadn't hit Easter by then. No, no,
0: because Easter was quite quite late this year, so... Uh,
1: well, it was early-ish in, uh, yeah, early-ish in April, but yeah. that first quarter, we didn't hit it, so yeah. Yeah. So, our first award, Steve. Podcast of the year. So, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I think we took ourselves out of the running for this one, didn't we?
0: Uh, yeah, I think we... It might, might have been far too far up our own backside <laughs> yeah. if we had awarded yeah. this to ourselves. So... so
1: Joking aside, um, are we doing winner
0: or honorable mentions first? Well, I have we've, we've t- I think we've both taken a slightly different approach to this. So I've got, um, I've basically got shout outs for, for people that I want to mention. Yep. Then I've got honorable mentions, and then I've got a winner. Okay, we'll do your
1: shout outs first.
0: Okay, then so. Then we'll both
1: do honorable mentions, and then we'll go dive in with our winners.
0: Okay, so um, in the podcast category, Shout outs for um, Beers Without Frontiers and the Sheffield Hopcast. Um, purely for maintaining that regional focus of, of their shows um, and for bringing information that otherwise we may not hear. Also a shout out for one that we're completely off of your radar, um, Off The Hop Rope, which is a wrestling and beer podcast that I've discovered um, by uh, the wrestling, wrestling sommeliers, they call themselves three, <laughs> th- three fellas who are part time professional wrestlers in the states and who also have a love of beer. So, basically, what they do each show pairs a beer with a wrestling match, and it, it's just perfection for me. I, I love it. What
1: a wrestling match! I mean I've got no interest But a wrestling match Which is t- like A historical wrestling yeah, match Yeah a past wrestling match So so like Maybe a, a, a great So if you're doing it for boxing You might pair a beer With the Rumble in the Jungle Kind of beer. Yeah
0: yeah, they'll, they'll, just, they'll just choose one match, which they think goes well with the beer that they've chosen to drink. That's quite cool. To, to drink. So, so I really enjoy that. So those are my shout-outs. So, so while I'm here, I'm going to get straight into my honourable mentions as, as Go well. Go for it. So, so I've got two here. Uh, firstly, uh, Three Boys, Three Beers, who I discovered this year and I've enjoyed listening to immensely. Um, they've got a great mix of um, comedy and humour and basically just enjoying their beers, and um, And and the other one is, regardless of all the the, the shit and the ribbon that I give them online, um, I do enjoy listening to Rhythm and Brews. Um, I I think Andrew and Luke work really, really well together. Uh, And although their musical choices generally aren't what I would choose, um, I I think they they put out great content. Brilliant. Uh, Before
1: we get into my uh, honourable mentions, what's your final thoughts on the Fullers 2017,
0: Steve? I think it's already become really drinkable. It's softened right down. The I'm not I'm not gonna say the carbonation has died right down in it as well. It's not flat. No. But it's not lively. It's, it's either. very
1: light carbonation yeah. now, isn't it?
0: But it is it's really smooth and it's really easy to drink and I, I do think it's improving. I think this is. this will carry on getting better and better, this one. I can see this one going probably full-on really sweet barley wine in a few years i'd
1: still love to know how you know on the theme of what we, you know the 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 question was how am i supposed to know when the peak moment is that that's that's the always i think that's always going to be my my thing because as much as i enjoyed and i thought it was a beautiful drink the 1997 i didn't know because i would never tried it before I had no idea if I was drinking it at the right time or I'd gone past you know, the peak. You had no
0: benchmark, did you? Yeah, I had no yeah. benchmark
1: for it. Now, I've got a bit of a benchmark now for the, for the 2017 we've just finished. And I'm thinking, they say till 2027, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, how much better can it get? I still I still want some of those fruity notes to be there rather than it goes that full-on start and go towards more the, the feel of the barrel kind yeah. of thing. So that's quite interesting how you pick and choose. Yeah. That side yeah. of things. Um, right, I have opened the first of the prize Old Ales.
0: I think let's leave that, just to breathe a little bit. Okay. While we, we finish off the the, the the giving of our first award. Okay. Or um, awards, because it might not be that we, we might not agree with.
1: Yep, yeah, you've given a few shout-outs anyway. So uh, my honourable mentions go to two uh, podcasts that invariably I not only download pretty promptly, but I listen to pretty promptly as well. And The first one is um, our friends who were guests on the show on the uh, post-Quimbo Crawl, Beers At Frontiers. Again, largely because of what you said is the um, the local feel they give to it, but it's the interaction between the, the three people on there as well, the mm. three or four people, depending who's on there. Um, and also that they are going to places which I've never been to, never heard of, but the more they talk about them, the more it piques my interest and I'm thinking, what
0: oh, my visiting those. Yeah, it, it makes you want to go to yeah. the places they're talking about. And,
1: um, you know, the time we spent with... Um, Simon and Vicky, both from last year's Crimbo Crawl, Sauna at Peak Ender, and this year's Crimbo Crawl. They're lovely people. It was really nice to spend some time with them. Um, And a bit like you, Rhythm and Bruise. Yes, the music, definitely not my choices, but they're much more up with all the different genres and scenes than I am anyway. Um, But again, it's the interaction between the two of them. Um, When you first meet them, they are very different people.
0: Oh, they're... yeah. You would never put them together as a
1: but they do work so well together and they are a joy to listen to their, their end of year show i thought was really really good yeah there's some really good comments in there they did the the music wasn't actually too bad either um and i thought the one they did with um john keeling earlier in the year yeah was quite that was quite a good one yeah. as well actually that was quite a nice little conversation between the freedom
0: i i do agree with the end of the year show i i and i actually think i'd go as far as saying i think that's Probably their best show to date as as well yeah. in terms of the content, the way they looked back on things, the way they spoke about things, the way they tried to also pair music from the year as uh, as mm-hmm. well. I, I just think it came together really really well. Yeah, and they're probably at their best when it's the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. As well, uh, and it worked really well. Yeah. So, winner then who's who's your who's your podcast of the year going to? Men Behaving Badly Same here I, I uh, Much what Similar to what you said in, in terms of when These shows pop up You download them For me As soon as there's a new Men Behaving Badly show It actually goes to the top Of my listen list Because it's the first show I want to listen to I love it that they're still On a journey Of, uh, of discovery even 12 years on from when we first found, 12 months, months on um, from when well, we first found them and That's
1: this isn't to, to put them down in any way so guys I'm sure you, you know that already but just the order they did in the four cloud water beers which yes. was just completely the wrong order yeah. to my mind anyway um, I, I, but it's, again it's the interaction between the freedom so I like the fact that A they're keeping it local I like the fact that they want to go and speak to some you know local breweries and stuff like that but for me their peak shows, or when it's the freedom, especially when they go off on a bit of a tangent as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, sometimes, you know, they went back to doing those um, answering the questions from Twitter from the Cannibal Run show. Yeah,
0: I, I love it that they decided to finish that off. Yeah. Although, although we may have to, to bring up the whole loft gate thing. That you, yeah, I mean, what was all that about? It's a lie. I've never been in a loft and apparently it has. Yeah, and have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, so um, congratulations to Men Behaving Badly or um, winning, I suppose, well, in that case, seeing as we both agreed on that, that that would be the opinions podcast of the year, is, is men behaving badly. And
1: if we had a tankard, we'd present it to you.
0: We would indeed, but uh, well done, lads, and yeah. just um just keep going the way you're going because um you're an absolute must-listen.
1: Yeah, and the same for all the other shows that uh, both myself and Steve have shouted out to. Um Yeah, please carry on, keep doing the regular content, Keep doing what you're doing, especially the ones that, when you interact so well with each other. Yeah. Just keep that going, because it's the, that's what I really enjoy, is that interaction. It feels like a conversation's going on. Indeed. So, should we say cheers to them?
0: Let's let's cheers them in, in the in the manner that they do to with each other. Exactly. They cheers somebody. So, so, cheers, men behaving badly. Oh,
1: cool. Whoa. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that probably didn't help anyone at
1: all. Um, so, this is, while well, you're having a bit of a snifter there, so this is George, Gale & Co., Price Ardale Barbera barrel aged. So
0: okay. So, firstly, what's Barbera?
1: That I don't know. I was hoping you may have had some research on that one, Steve. No. Um, um, why, not why you have a look, uh, ten point four percent. So this is the lowest ABV of the whole the whole set. Um, doesn't really tell you much. This was done as part of the twentieth birthday collaboration series, but doesn't really say much about Barbera barrel aged. This
0: is um, this is full on Brett on on the nose for me. Brett Flanders red. Flanders red.
1: Yes. A
0: little bit, a little bit of road back. A little bit of the um, chest.
1: Duchess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one, mean Duchess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on in that. Yeah, because the Duchess has there were more of that. little bit of a woody nose as well, doesn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Um, let's let's give this a try. I'm still trying to find out what Barbera is. By the way.
1: The only time I can think of Barbera is um, the old cartoons, Hanna Barbera cartoons? No luck. I,
0: I can't read and talk okay. and drink and do things. What's your initial good? thinking about the flavour? Because that's
1: so the flavour's really strange. It's got quite a good burn, though, isn't it?
0: There is a burn going on. There's a boozy. There's a boozy after tone to it. Um, and again it might be that we're doing these beers a little bit young i mean i when when they became available i bought them with the intention of them featuring on a show at, at some point because i always wanted to do these beers on a show um, we, we've done them tonight it might be that these just get softened off a little bit with a bit more age on them it doesn't say particularly it says um so the ta- the tasting notes
1: they've got here darker and slightly hazy ru- ruby red hue a less acidic nose with rich vinous fruit, creamy vanilla, oak, smoke, and gentle spicy hops. Okay, I agree with all of that. Yeah, acidic notes build in the mouth with pronounced oak. Well, I'm definitely getting that as it goes down. Yeah, that bit, almost not quite acid burn, but it's you definitely know you're drinking St. Boozy here. Uh, warming alcohol, tart fruit, oak, vanilla, juicy malt. Yeah, I'm getting all of that. Spicy hops combined a long, complex finish. It's definitely got a long finish.
0: Just goes on. I mean, that's that's going to be a real sipper. Um, we will
1: definitely have to have a look because the other barrels, I, I know the names.
0: Yeah, that one, no idea. I, I think neither of our phones are available to us at the moment. No, so we're, 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 we'll research that as the show goes on, and we'll come back to it. So let's get into the um, to the next quarter. So let's have a look at April to to June. Um, so some of the podcast highlights in here for me. Were um, opinion sixty two? Are we coping? Which is the show that we did um, to release around mental health awareness. Um, oh, that's the one we did with Hop stuff, wasn't it? About about stress in the workplace with Hop Hop stuff, uh, where we tried some of their beers. Really enjoyed doing that show. Really enjoyed the first time that we ever kind of went a little bit serious on our on our subject matter mm, as well.
1: But it was um it was appropriate.
0: It was and it, it worked really well. Yeah, and
1: I you know I don't enjoy hearing or reading or seeing where people are having problems but at very, very least people should feel that there's an outlook
0: yeah i think i think it helped that we had um james with us as well who's obviously an employer and has to consider consider some of the issues that we, we were speaking especially about. as it's got bigger as well yeah he, he, you know his yeah.
1: brewery and his uh, tap rooms and bars have got bigger as yeah. well um yeah, I found that really informative. So, actually, I really
0: enjoyed enjoyed that show. Yeah. Um, Opinion sixty four regulate, which was where we went and spoke to the Portman Group as as well. We included the interview with the Portman Group on on the show. God, that, this that year's was, gone by.
1: Yeah. Seriously, that was in the uh, first
0: half of the year. Again, really insightful to to sit down and and to listen to what they do and the approach that they take. That was actually really
1: that was really interesting. I mean, it was it was, I know. We, we had a lot there was I think people appreciated it I think listeners appreciated what we did, but I think I don't know if we I don't know if anyone's mind changed about what they do.
0: I don't no, I don't think so at all. But But
1: we informed. Yes, and I'm better informed. Yeah, I know I know a little bit more about what yeah, they do now. Rather than just these two words Portman group. Yeah. So I feel better informed about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the last one uh, in this period that I want to mention is opinion sixty five Refreshes the parts which was where we um, spoke in length about the Beaver Town sale. Well, I mean, it was a uh, it was big news, yeah, and I think massive news. I mean, I, I think I remember us talking about it on probably that show and the show either side of it as uh, as well. It, it didn't. It wasn't just a single show for us. No, no
1: because bittering lingerness as well. Yeah, there was still plenty of comments coming through. Um, probably still. One of the more unexpected ones to have happened for a brewery that size in the craft beer scene in the UK. I,
0: I think so, yeah, without a
1: doubt. Um, yeah. Although you know, I think some people did predict such a case could happen for that particular brewery.
0: Yeah,
1: no names mentioned.
0: <laughs> but it's it's interesting as well though, that with that particular show as well. So I've got I've got some stats here to, to oh Steve some, loves some stats some, some, some podcast stats for the year. Um, that's now our most downloaded show ever, which is which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, because it it it's quite, and it's still getting a lot of downloads as well. Now I don't know if that's because we essentially used a trademark phrase. <laughs> <laughs> as, so as, at some point we're going to be sued and we'll be shutting down. I, I do hope. Well, we can very easily change the name of the, the, the show. Um, but yeah, so that that's that, that's quite interesting. From that the, was interesting, but good. we had so much feedback. We did.
1: I, we, mean, I mean, we had obviously we had the news. There was the Logan extensive blog post, which had a lot of words. Didn't quite say so much. Yeah. Uh, there was our thoughts on it, um, but we had so many thoughts from our from our listeners and pe- and our people who listen uh, follow us on Twitter as well that this, I think what we tried to do was try and give it a bit of time to breathe, that particular episode yeah. as well. Um, it was good fun doing it. Um, I'm, st- I'm still surprised it's the most downloaded one. So, so am I I, I. I think it was good, but I'm not sure if it's our most entertaining.
0: No, but I think... I think maybe what what we did in in that show, I, th- I think what we did particularly well, and, and I'm sorry if this sounds like we're smoke, blowing smoke up our own arses, but what we did do it well. Was we we provided a balance in in terms of it's kind of this is the people that are, that are for it, this is the people that are against it, these are the views in the middle, um, and we then put our views in there as as, as well. And it's fair to say that. You, you know, we listen to a lot of podcasts between us. Yeah. And at that time, during this last year, this was being covered a lot. Everybody was talking about it. And yes. everybody was talking about it for a long time as well. Yeah. And I think people still talk about it now as as well. To
1: be honest, I mean, I, I was uh, playing darts at lunchtime today. A guy was leaving, he's been with, I, with my bank for 20 years, and we went to play off darts, and they had neck oil in there. And straight away, there was a, a Heineken comment.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, people still recognise... That they they did take them over essentially, or bought into them, for one of the better phrase. People do still talk about it, um, but yeah, it's not probably, it's
0: not stopped us from drinking Beavertown though. Has no, it?
1: no, and um, I still love the fact that people still have very different opinions about
0: it. Uh, Beavertown will get a mention further on in my my highlights of the year. Anyway. And they, they will, they will for me as well. So, what what about beer adventures for for this quarter for you? What what were your highlights?
1: Well, we do have a, you know, a bit of a break. So I think you've covered the shows because um, we do have that bit of Easter. So that first three weeks of April sort of don't really touch the sides with us. Uh, Michelle and I went on um, a cruise again over Easter um, and we returned to a beer shop in Cherbourg. Um, we'd already been into Cherbourg last year and done what we thought were the touristy bits so we went straight to the beer shop. <laughs> and we stayed there until she had something going on in the afternoon, at which point I said, well, let's go to the pub show in Liverpool. And drank some beers there. So beers in Sherbald, beer with a Z at the end. And uh, Christabel, who runs that, looked after us very nicely. Um, not being content with the cheese board. We had the cheese and meat board this time. Nice. Um, and settled in there. Had a quite a nice time. Uh, but also on uh, the cruise, we discovered the what was at the time the fairly recently released Harvey's Beers in um, which had some really nice artwork. But more importantly, the three beers were really rather nice, including their lager, which is rather refreshing and nice that it was available in most of the bars on the ship as well. So you have like the British bar, which has quite a good selection of different beers. And then the other bars have not the, anything on that bar doesn't appear anywhere else. And Harvey's seems to have a bit of a contract with p um, So it's quite nice to have.
0: And being a creature of habit, I imagine your check-ins for all three of those beers went through the roof. Uh, yeah. yeah, during
1: that week. I couldn't check them when I wanted to because you when you're at sea um, and you've paid for the internet, only one of you in the room can use the internet at oh, one okay. time and even then it can dip in and out as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course I checked in each one. Obviously.
0: It's, it's me. Yeah.
1: Um, but as good as that was, probably one of the, the big highlights was um, the weekend in Manchester.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got that as one of my um, highlights.
1: for. So for we that. went there, Michelle joined us and the
0: snobs came over brilliant weekend just absolutely fantastic yeah
1: and uh so we got there on the friday evening dumped our stuff 10 o'clock oh yeah we went not have a few drinks straight down to brew dog yeah just just for a couple yeah and what it was a love it was just the right number of people yeah. the snobs already had a booth so it took the right amount of people it was just a lovely evening and then on the saturday straight down to the, the railway arches to do track and uh cloud water um We went, I think we went for like Sonoma first of all, the bulk of us, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: apart from Wayne. Who went
0: straight in on a double
1: IPA. Yeah, what else did you do at 5 to 12? Um, The the, the man is a machine. He is a machine. Um, I think our wheels were okay, to coin a phrase, until we went to see Steve at Beer Yeah,
0: and then he um, proceeded to jack us up, loosen the nuts, and remove the wheels. first
1: beer, oh, here's a Truman's number one barley wine.
0: <laughs> oh, not from the wood. From the wood, yeah.
1: Um, tasted absolutely divine, really drinkable, but was quite a decent percentage, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. And what was that, two o'clock in the afternoon? Because we'd already been to Grub at Manchester as well.
0: It was still early on in the yeah, day. It was still wasn't, light, was not yeah, it? So, yeah.
1: um, but. And the rest of the day was just such good fun. We went into the Marble Arch, we went to the, the Pilcrow, finished off in Cafe Beermoff.
0: Yeah, you and I left the rest of the group because we'd had enough.
1: <laughs> we decided we were going to walk on
0: and everyone else had to follow us. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we left mid-conversation as well, <laughs> which, which still makes me laugh, it really and, does. And in
1: one, and one pub, we shirked all the Norman beers and said, oh, we'll have Colonel, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you do. Uh, that, that was a, a, a fantastic, fantastic weekend, that was. Uh, just a couple of other ones for me um, I went to Krakow with my uh, youngest brother and it turns out they've got quite a nice little craft beer scene okay. kicking off there is um, a lovely little city as well and it's, it's you know it's central eastern Europe it's got some lovely buildings and then tucked away just in a few places is just some light, lovely little beery delights only a couple of hours to get there as well for most parts of the UK it's well worth the visit if you get a chance not too expensive and if, if especially if you're going out for e- eats as well um Last one for me, Czech beer day at the Czech Republic Embassy. I've got
0: that too. That, that was a real highlight. That um, day.
1: The outside of the building is a, to coin a phrase, 1960s concrete uncle. Yeah. Over sort of Kensington Way, where a lot of embassies are. You go inside and there's just like this sort of bit of a bland room with a few bars. And then you go out to this little garden oasis. Which was a sun trap. As, it was as well a sun well trap. We're, we're we were made. actually looking for the shade, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically we drank... Fairly much, exclusively Czech Pilsner for the bulk of the day.
0: Yeah, which, which we, we did begin to tire of until we found the bar on the way out that was doing or kind the, of a craft beer selection. Yes,
1: uh, was that like the, the one that could serve six beers in one go, that yeah, machine? Yeah. It uh, looked like Wallace and Gromit had built it. But um, that was a lovely little highlight. Um, you know, thank, thanks to the Czech trade for inviting us to that one. And it was, But it was just a nice day. Um, got to chat to the guys from Budweiser again as well. Yeah. They, they were um, over there doing a roaring little trade in the corner over there in their yeah. sun trap. That was really guys it's just one of those things
0: where I didn't think I'd get a chance to do that kind of thing. No no I didn't and that's um, that's two quarters in and two embassies we've visited yes as, as well so we're, we're doing quite well on our um, on our passports for for, for the year. Um, so for, for for this particular period of time we're, we're going to look at for, for the award, Um, Here We're going to look at the Beery Adventure uh, of the year, which we did have some feedback on on this week's poll for for as well. So we'll we'll go through the the feedback in terms of some of the suggestions from um, folk on Twitter and and then we'll do ours. So we've got some shout outs um, for for a number of things. So uh, the Vessel Beer Fest organised by Vessel in Plymouth. Um, Man with a Beer Fridge at With Fridge and Alex Armstrong at Bodie15 both voted for this new festival, um, being the first craft beer festival on, on the South Coast. Um, we then had, and again, let someone blow the smoke in our mm-hmm. direction, will you? Uh, two nominations for the Crimbo Crew. Yeah, it was quite tough to see that. So, so, so was you, I. Thank I, you very at, much, at, guys. From Paul at UNRCD and Michael at Mick McGrotti. McGrotti. Um, sorry, Mick. Um but yeah, it, it was nice to get, to get a mention yeah, uh, for the Yeah, but we'll go into more detail when we get to the yeah. last month of the um, year. The, the Lock Key Beer Con in, in Birmingham, uh, Jim Deves at D C and Johnny Beer Boy at Johnny Beer Boy. And then a couple of people mentioned Peek Ender as well. So the Hopspot Podcast at Hopspot UK and Rob at Robbie Ram 7. So um, quite, a, quite a selection of events from Yeah, the I mean, the I to be honest,
1: there. I hadn't heard of the Vessel Plymouth one
0: at all. It was the it was same weekend as Crimbo Call probably why
1: oh right yeah bypass me
0: completely (laughs) yeah um so some honorable mentions so these were a couple of events that just got a couple more votes than the shout outs if anybody's wondering on our system of shout out honorable mention winner (laughs) um so london craft beer festival uh alicia hattersley at alicia underscore hat beer bore at beer bore and chad michaels michaels at mc 555 um I'm going to talk about London Craft Beer Festival a bit later because yep. that was one. it was one of my highlights of, of the year. Uh, craft Beer Calling uh, up in Newcastle. Aaron at Saltwell Macam. Really want to go to that one, yeah. So do I, but it always falls during October half-term. Half yeah. Ian Hay at I High Hay and Neil Hayden at Neil Hayden 73. So that those were the honourable mentions. And then um, I'll, I'll let you give the award, mate, for this one, I think, rather than me just rabbit okay. on all the time. So we've... Um this is maybe a bit of a surprise award that people weren't
1: expecting, but this is the Listener's Choice Award. Yes. and um, I'm
0: not surprised at who's no, won it. No,
1: this, this really, I mean, this gets a lot of love, I think, every year anyway.
0: All over Twitter. Um, but this, it's one of the most loved, loved
1: events yeah, in Yeah, but this UK. year especially seemed to get so much good feedback. In fact, devoid of any negative feedback that I've seen anyway.
0: I'd, I've never seen any negative feedback. So
1: before. I'm going to just shout out the people who nominated it. So John Rogers at J.M. Rogers 2000, Knits with Beer at Knits with Beer, Sean O.T.D. at 19 Irish Dragon, Joe Juicenip at Bunty Buntiness. I'm glad that wasn't too Some far into the show. Great names in here. David Martin at RDG Martin and Zoe Pearson at no, S- no Sins for Me. And the winner is the Salford Beer Festival.
0: Yep. Oh, also known as, what is it, hashtag ISBF5.
1: Yeah, was this one. So, yeah. and um, so Sean as a service at Suarosee underscore 22.
0: Yep, Sean's out with us on Quimbo Crawl. Yep,
1: uh, is the one for me, just because it's the only time of year I see a lot of people who through beer i become close to, it feels like coming home. If you're saying it feels like coming home to a beer festival... That's, that's that's a massive compliment. that's a massive compliment yeah. because generally most people say that when they're talking about their local pub or something like that yeah. to say it about beer festival that essentially is still quite a young beer festival
0: yeah well five years in yeah, yeah. so you know it's not it's almost a, well same age as indie man
1: true true almost. um i think that's there's no bigger compliment than that so congratulations to Salford beer festival again Whenever I see the chatter on Twitter about this one, I wish I was visiting.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, this year it clashed with Crimbo Crawl. Yeah. So, But we did have some absolute warriors who had been at the, the, the Salford Beer Festival on the Friday. Came and then th- drove down. To Bristol. To Bristol. And well, Mark, the gas man, got a bus home at like five o'clock in the morning to then come out on the Crimbo Crawl with us. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's dedication for that, you. That is dedication. Um, but yeah, but that shows just how much even though they wanted to come to the Crimbo Call, they did not want to miss the Salford Beer Festival no, either. No, no, And they're not exactly around the corner from each other this
0: no, year. No, they, they were pretty much opposite <laughs> ends of the country. Um, so I'm going to jump into to, to my shout-outs and my honorable mention now, and then, then I'll let you have yours, and then we'll do our winners. So, so my shout-outs this year um, go to London Craft Beer Festival, um, a, a festival that I was invited to on a, on, on a freebie ticket. Um, Still apprehensive about the whole all-in ticket, which is what it was this year. But I had a fantastic time there. And I must admit, it did begin to change my mind in in terms of the all-in tickets and and the way they had organised it. Do you think the change of venue helped as well? I think so. I think the more space, the fact that you could get served fairly quickly, the paws were a decent size you had you weren't didn't feel like you was rushing to drink yeah drink your beer. Okay, well I mean um,
1: that's good. I mean that's a positive experience, then. Yeah.
0: Also a shout out to I have to to, to Indy Man. Um I made my return this year, uh and thoroughly enjoyed it uh, again after taking a year off. Yeah, you um, did the
1: uh, day trip to Clayton, didn't yeah,
0: you? Yeah. Always remains very special in my heart, Indy Man. I do I do love going to visit that. Um and my honourable mention um I've got to goes to Peak Ender. It, it was just a fantastic experience for us to go and do the, the the live show up there but it was also great to visit it and to experience what it's all about and um i'm so chuffed that next year's event falls on a weekend where i'm free so i'm going to be going and i'm going to be camping and i'm going to do the whole weekend i'm going to do the whole experience i'm going to do the full-on peakender experience next next year i mean um that is my honorable mention as well okay
1: um the Bakewell, beautiful setting. Loved, great visiting there. Um, doing the live podcast with everyone, and, and to have a full house as well. Yeah, the chance to get some really good Q and As going with the crowd. Um, you know, Simon, Simon, and Rob from Thornbridge giving us some really. No, there was no yes or no answers.
0: Insight. It was. There was some really good insight, information yeah. there.
1: Um, the hour also flew by. Um, I, I drank almost as much dry pour as it's possible for one human being to, to try and consume in, in the amount of time we were there. And the only thing that let it down was it was its damn popularity.
0: That that was that was the one thing that stopped yeah. it from winning this award for me was was, was the queuing at the bar. Yeah, which I, couldn't be helped. No, and I think I've got no doubt.
1: Knowing well, having spoken to them as we were leaving. And what I feel Thornbridge are all about is that, especially with their small packaging now, with the cans, I think they'll have the main bars, but I think there'll be some places to get a the big cans. big can bar. I reckon there'll be more yeah. than one can bar. There might be, like, when you used to go to the cinema or the theatre. Something. ice wants, cream.
0: Wandering around in them. a tray. Why yeah. wouldn't you?
1: Because, apart from everything else, that's a whole load of money not being made.
0: It, it's I, sunny. I'm, give me a cold can of Jaipur or Florida Vice, and I'm going to be a happy man. Yeah
1: even if I'm holding it while I'm in the queue
0: or next summer it Cans of Lucas That's
1: all. they've
0: just got to walk around with Cans of Lucas yeah. and everyone will be happy because
1: we know that they'll do them at a fair price as well
0: yeah but yeah I thought the,
1: the whole like I said apart from being too damn popular um, the experience was wonderful um, I think you'll have a really interesting experience because obviously we went with our our, our families essentially yeah um, I think if you get the opportunity to go you know as yourself so you're not working and you haven't got your boys to look after I'd be interested in what you think of it going for like a couple of nights camping on site and experiencing well, literally the whole shebang
0: yeah I'm just I'm going to put this out now to, to anyone that is planning on going next year that um, I know that's going to be there I'm going to be camping near you because I'm going to want friends for the weekend so
1: alright so this year was really popular <laughs> however next yeah. year no one's going no one's yeah. going yeah. yeah
0: right so I'm I'm going to go in with my uh, award first on, on this one So um, my Beery Adventure of the Year, and we've not got to it yet because we've not got to that quarter yet, but was um, our visit to International Stout Day uh, in in Dublin, which was just, um, it was an experience and a half.
1: Which we will go into more detail. We
0: we will, but there's a lot of ground that we don't need to go over because that was a fairly recent show that we did uh, as
1: well. But yeah, I mean, just so everyone knows, me and Steve haven't discussed our winners, our runners and riders and our nominations at all. So that it was a bit... You know, interesting for us listening as well, and I have gone for the same one as okay, well because so. it was just—it was an amazing experience. Yeah, but I still keep coming back to, and this is the only thing I'll say at this stage: is just everyone we met, everyone had who was just so good, so passionate, and fun.
0: Yeah, everybody, everybody loves what they do. Yeah, it's, it's pure. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I know I know we've said it before, but we are really grateful to to, to Guinness for looking after us for that weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it was a fab weekend. So, uh, again, the Opinions Award for the Beer Adventure of the Year goes to International Stout Day. International Stout Day, cracking day.
1: Final thoughts on the first of the prize old out iterations that we've drunk.
0: It's softening as you get through it. There, there's still a booze. There's a real booziness to it. Yeah, I think that's just... Us getting used to it, sort of, because I think that I think the boozy note, good job, because there's another three of these yeah. to
1: come. Because <laughs> I think that boozy note is still there. I think you know the the vintage is eight and a half percent because it's quite light, quite young, quite fruity. I don't think it quite tastes the eight and a half percent. I'm in no doubt drinking the first prize old ale, but I'm drinking a bit of a bigger beer here.
0: Oh, you know, you, you know, it's a big beer, yeah.
1: It's not hiding, it's not pretending, no, it has got a complexity to it, and I think. Yes, the, even though it was brewed at the start of 2016, spent plenty of time in the barrel, then bottled, secondary fermentation, because it's, it's got a bit of yeast in it as well. I reckon there's still more on that.
0: I mean, we say it so often, don't we? Oh, this doesn't drink its ABV, this is nowhere near its ABV. This one. It's wearing its colours on its sleeve, this one. Yeah, it's not
1: hiding, and I quite like that sometimes. Yeah. sometimes the bigger beers should advertise what, they're, what they are.
0: We're on to the summer then, so we're going to look at July through to September, um, and to kind of soundtrack this almost, we've got the next um, prize Old Al. Which, yeah. which one have we got now? Okay, so um, we, I think we've decided to go up in by ABB. It's the only sensible way to do them, I think. So this
1: is the bourbon barrel age coming in at
0: 10.6%. Now, fortunately, we do a bit more familiar with bourbon, I think. We, we are, and that instantly is a completely different nose to the last beer. Very.
1: I was expecting a bit more like that vanilla oak nose that you often The, the, the bourbon
0: bourbon-ness. Yeah. Yeah. Not
1: really there. It smells actually quite soft. It does. Cheers. Cheers. That's smoother. It's a bit lighter in colour as well. It's, the,
0: the other one was a bit darker. It's a lot smoother. There's there's not as much of the burn. There's not as much of that Flanders red to it that that we picked up yeah last time this is this is kind of more approaching uh, a, a classic kind of barrel aged
1: yeah i mean this felt this does feel a bit a bit more rounded doesn't it yeah so let's have a little look you know just if people can hear a bit of paper this is all the notes that Steve it does is. for the show so so that we remain
0: professional well, well, while you're having a look through that shall i go through some of the highlights from yeah. from July to September so, from a podcast point of view, I, I think this is where um, we had some of our best shows this year. Um, like some of the ones that we really, that I really enjoyed. So we had uh, Opinion 68 Liquid Bread, which was where we did the Trappist beers, and we got our first taste of the Tint Meadow. Yeah, and well, that's where um, Danny, the old lady, very kindly went over to uh, to see the monks. Yep, yeah. and got us a fantastic. And still, pretty exclusive interview with yeah. Father,
1: Father Eric. And um, lovely interview. And I think, <laughs> as good as the interview was, we did a, quite a few comments about like the the noise of the birds and the sheep it in the background. It just
0: sounded so peaceful. It was like
1: one of those things where people say, "Well, I listen to it, relax in the bath and stuff." Yeah. And, but it was it was really nicely done. And we you know we can only thank again, Danny, for making the trip out there, talking to Father Eric, and sending the beers through to us as well,
0: and the glassware to go the glassware with them, to go with it as, as, as well. Um, so
1: and it Was a beautiful beer,
0: it was, and I've got a bottle hiding away in my cellar. Oh, do you know what I got?
1: Um, my, my ex colleague David, who I think I mentioned once or twice on the show, because um, as one of his presents I'd bought in the Fuller's tour, and he invited me to go with him, which is a bit of a win. Um, I, he came down to meet up, have a bit of a catch up with people in the city, and um, he said, I don't know whether you've had this or not, plonk to Tin Men. I want. Brilliant, I've now got one to age, thank you. Excellent.
0: And so uh, before he
1: re- before he was able to grasp that meant I'd already had one, I'd already taken it away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. In the pocket. In the pocket. It's that, gone. You've never seen that's that. That's mine. Yeah. Um that's
1: that what that that was definitely a highlight. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, and then then the next show that we did straight after that was the uh the live show from Peak Ender, which we've already spoke we've about. Already
1: mentioned, so we won't get into too much detail, yeah. just to reiterate. Great fun.
0: Yep, and then we had Opinion Seventy One um, Sour Face, which was where you took me on a journey through sour beers, and where we had a bit of a play with Periscope at the same time. That was our, our first
1: uh, play with Periscope, it was it? was, yeah. And yeah. I think it
0: was it was because of that that we decided that we'd start doing the uh, the live kickoff shows before we record to to kind of talk to our audience and to get a little bit more interaction with people yeah, as well.
1: Because also, I mean, it is you know four days between recording and and, and the show going out as well. So it's quite nice, a bit bit more instant, and obviously a few few listeners were curious to see how you react to some of the beers I was going to present yep. you with, um, and obviously my what I was trying to do with that journey was build build you in. It, I c- it would have been so easy to pick six or seven proper paint stripping, face manoeuvring sours, yeah, to get your. What we like to class as Steve Sourface. but I saw no benefit to that at all. So my my plan was to build all the way through, and I'd say by and large, it was a fairly successful outing. To be honest,
0: yeah, I'd, I'd agree.
1: I don't know if I've, I don't think I've changed your hearts and mind so far. I'm I,
0: still not rushing out and buying towers No, I? I don't
1: think you're going to bought a case of the stuff afterwards. No. But I still think we've got. Perhaps you know a bit more mileage where we can um, maybe do a round two of that. I think South Face two. South Face two, the sequel. <laughs> It'd be quite good fun there.
0: I, I, I'm up for it. I, I think it's good to revisit these things from time to time. That'd be very good.
1: Um, I have no other podcast highlights because they would they would have been my yeah my free anyway. Yeah. They were they were great fun.
0: And, and and for me here, the Beery Adventures. I mean, we've, I think we've already covered two of them off. So Peak Ender yeah. was fantastic london craft beer festival um which, which i said i really enjoyed and it began to change my mind the, the only other one i've got in here is um it w- was our summer edition of Clayfest, which was, was was just us in clayton's garden eating great meat drinking great beers and, and, and having a good time with friends with decent weather this year yeah first time, first time, first, first, time first time ever since the first one yeah um before i go into a few more just
1: a few more a few notes on the beer we're drinking so um Flaring ruby red colour. Again, I think that's, that's quite good. A big acidic horse blanket nose. I didn't really get that. And I didn't really get the oak and vanilla notes that they refer to on here as well. Um, warming whiskey notes on the palate. Getting yeah, that. I'm, I'm Getting like that. That's there. Um, tart fruit, rich malt, spicy hops. A little bit. But the oak and vanilla, I'm really. They quote this a couple of times, but I don't really get the oak and vanilla at the moment.
0: I think, I think there are hints of it there. Um, But it's not it's not overpowering now. Bearing in mind that the notes that we're reading from here were put together by Roger Protz back when these beers were released as well. Mm. So these these tasting notes were as these beers were almost fresh into the bottle. We're drinking them eighteen months on. Yes, so so we're using these as a. a, This is a guide only, but um, as as a real baseline. Again, now I've had a few more sips. I'm starting to get a bit
1: more of that. I know that I'm drinking a boozy boozy beer again.
0: Yeah. I think I think the one thing for me that I've already noticed between our glasses, and I've not been talking that much, is you've enjoyed this one more. Mine is is going rapidly. Yeah, you're enjoying this one so much smoother. Um, Any more beery highlights, beery adventures for you during during the summer? Before we go on to giving our next award,
1: yeah, a couple uh, springs to mind for me. Um, My son turned eighteen in mid September. And I pulled together some close family, some close friends, and Me. Sp- and, and you, yes. Will <laughs> you not take my best lines? Right, edit that a bit. Let's do that again. Um, so yeah, we went to the, We and we went to the Vic. So I had a quick word with them. I knew what time they're opening. And again, it was a lovely late summer's day. Um, lovely weather. We sat out the back in like that faux pub surrounding that that has got, got the three sides, and um, the Vic looked after us you know they looked after my son tried to find him a drink he might like um and we cracked open um a bottle of the fuller's vintage 2000 which was the year that michael was born um unfortunately we sp- i had to split it about 10 ways which was really really quite annoying so never doing that again um but yes it was great to share my son's 18th birthday the fuller's 2000 with family and friends in my favorite pub it was like all the ticks for me that, that fairly much did it. And then we had pizza from just over the road. Brilliant. <laughs> so ticked a lot of boxes that. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely a highlight for me. And, um, we followed up at work, um, another work beer tasting. Uh, this time it was, um, purely California beers. And, um, that was done by, uh, Chris Hall, um, on, by, on behalf of his uh, day job from the bottle shop. And, um, he came along and again, very well received. Obviously, he's got a different way of presenting than, than Matt Curtis. Uh, different background in, in the beer industry, and um, chose some really nice beers. So again, I you know him and Matt. I'm hoping that I can have a conversation at the start of the year. See if I can get them in again in 2019. That was definitely a highlight. It's always quite nice for me when I'm hosting a, a beer tasting work when someone else chooses the beers. Yeah, and you
0: don't so, you know, it takes the worry
1: away. Takes the worry the, away, yeah. but also means then um, it's. I'm invariably gonna have something new and I haven't had to search for it and it's like a few surprises will come my way. Um, and also they've, put, they've often got access as well, especially with the, the cold chain supply that yeah. Bowl Shop now have. So yeah, th- those those were the, other than the, the things you've already mentioned, those were the two ones, two things that stood out for me, Steve.
0: Okay, so let's um, let's look at our award for this, this section, which is we're gonna look at Brewery of the Year now. So let's have a look and see what um, Twitter said. First of all, we had quite a few shout outs on this one. So we had uh, Mills Brewing, uh, that was from Blakey at JRN Blakey. Track Brew Co from Kieran Bow at Signory Signorize Size Fives. Nice easy Twitter handle there. Uh, at Brew York Beer, um, again from Kieran. Uh, Northern Monk from Bring On The Beer at Bring On The Beer, Little Earth Beer from Catsule at Katrinas and Brew Yonder from Oakley Addict at Oakley Addict, Addict One. We also had from Man Cave Beer Reviews at Man Cave underscore beer underscore uh, who said, meeting the man behind the curtain at Watson's Brewery, Mark Watson, at the Minories Christmas Market and picking up one or two under-the-counter specials. We well, you know what, Mr. Man Cave Beer Reviews. Come to an Essex bottle show and you get to meet Mark Watson on a regular basis. Well, when Mark turns up. <laughs> yeah, when, right, so when Mark, Mark if, turns
1: up. I know you probably don't listen to this a lot of the time because you're busy brewing beer and trying to get your, your little tap room sorted out with two brews, which yeah. hopefully that application will eventually be successful. Um, but Um Yeah, effectively, Mark start, started out as a bit of a hobbyist. He'd retired, something to pass the time, and it's rapidly got out of control. It has. So he's. is... Uh, Nano brewery, I think is the I phrase. Think, think yeah. He's still classed as nano brewery. Um, and I have to admit, um, all joking aside, when he does bring his, when he does turn up at the Bolshe and he does bring his beers, invariably they are good beers. I've, I've not had a bad one from him. Um, and for me, his speciality is definitely his dark beers. Yeah, but he loves dark beers himself. Yeah, and that comes out, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think there are some, some breweries where you know that they do the other beer styles because they need to have them, but there's a, a certain love for a certain style, and those are the ones generally. Yeah. They excel at,
0: but it's nice that we can we, we can speak about that one because yeah, because we know him and low taste beers and, and Mark is you like know,
1: Basically, he honed his recipes by bringing them to
0: the bottle share. He did, yeah. When we we had no idea that we were his skinny pigs, yeah. and then all of a sudden he announced he was starting a brewery. Yeah. Oh, so, and then we're like, oh, okay, so it makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the honourable mention in this one goes to Lost and Grounded. Um, and so from Mark the Gasman at Mark the Gasman, you just have to mention Lost and Grounded for the Summer Brew House sessions times four. Winter Blow uh, Blowout with all top class breweries joining at all the events. Plus the Crimbo Crawl host. We were so lucky. Um, Annie and Alex choose, chose Bristol to base their brewery in, um, and that was seconded by Steve Russian at Steve Russian. So the uh, the listeners' choice award on on this one. Um, goes to a brewery that I've only literally just turned a year old, um, as we recalled this podcast. So in the last week, they've only just turned a year old. And that's Wander Beyond Brewing um, from Manchester. So um, Mr. WP at Mr underscore WP. I clicked brewery, and for me, it was at Wander Beyond. They have been brilliant in whatever they've tried this year. That was also backed up by SE18 Craft Beer Lovers at se 18 CBL and Paul Abrearley at The Real Bryman. So, um, congratulations to Wander Beyond for winning the listeners award there.
1: Well, I mean, they have had a lot of positive response. Um, they have indeed. It's, it's their
0: milkshake, I think, which is definitely garnered, the mini milkshake especially. There, there are a lot of people calling them the British equivalent of Omnipolo in, in terms of some of the flavours they're getting into their beers at the moment. Okay, and I'm going to take that, people are meaning that, as a compliment. Oh, the, no,
1: yeah, without a doubt, it's know, a compliment,
0: yeah. Um, Omnipolo have that,
1: uh, is their SP of getting those really interesting flavours into yep. a variety of beers. Although, Omnipolo probably don't do necessarily the lower ABV beers.
0: Neither, well... If, if you look at the majority of the beers, certainly that I've had from Wonder Beyond, they've been in double digits. Apart well, from the mini milkshake, well, stop,
1: IPI. stop ordering those ones, Steve, and order same cans. That's yeah, all they do in cans. <laughs> is, is the
0: big is the big ABV. But they've, so. they've, they've
1: definitely had a lot of good press this
0: year. Yeah, and, and their artwork's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, can't.
1: I, I think I've really only tried one or two of their beers, so yeah. I re- haven't really got enough a yeah. point of reference. But I'm definitely hoping to see them a bit more regularly down south
0: oh oh very very much so yeah so let's go into our brewery of the year um go for it mate you uh you you get in first um i i haven't really got
1: any honorable mentions here so but i am actually going to do a little bit of a twist on this i'm going to give a rest of the world shout out first of all
0: oh okay so so we're going international we we? are
1: going international here now i have no choice but to do it for this one um half acre um because all of their beers that i tried this year which i think I had. Seven or eight beers of theirs. Um, We were lucky enough to get hold of their cans when they came over, uh, both from, I think, two brews and licorice. Helped us out on both occasions.
0: So there's been two batches of them this year that we've got,
1: yeah. And every single one of those beers I absolutely loved. Um, The Pale Ale, the IPA, Double IPA, the Imperial IPA, all of them were absolutely fantastic. Classic
0: West Coast IPAs All of them were West well. Coast stars. Yeah. And Half
1: Acre of Chicago, aren't they?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I was lucky enough to try one of their beers when I was in the States, in New York. I saw it on the board. Michael still hadn't come back from the shop. I thought, I can sneak this in. And again, that was absolutely delicious. I just... That's definitely a place I would like to visit. If I get to go to Chicago, Half Acre will be a must visit for me. Just because it is that style of beer that I fell in love with. Um... I absolutely adored them so that's my rest of the world shout out okay. and that, was, that may have been a bit of a surprise entry
0: no no I'll, I'll, I'll give you that and I'll, I'll almost second that for you as well because yeah I've enjoyed beers from, from Half Acre this year and I actually saw
1: the tuna the daisy cutter the Vallejo and St. else in the fridge at the pub beside where we went to play darts I'm so glad we didn't go in there first <laughs> <laughs>
0: otherwise oh, well, darts could have gone horribly yeah. wrong Well, Um, I think tonight would have gone horribly wrong as well well, if you'd been on those at lunchtime. There is
1: that as well. Um, Right, so, now, you and the listeners and anyone who follows me on Twitter know that I'm definitely one of those people who loves not just beers from traditional, but beers from brewers who consistently brew beers that I want to drink and enjoy drinking. So rather than, for me, I think there have been some fantastic... Beers that come from some really good breweries, both new and old. But it's the ones where whatever beer they release, I will try. Whatever beer they're involved in in a collaboration, I will try. And I really want to go for it. So, my two, it's, it's a bit of a joint winner, but, and there is probably actually an honorable mention. So, the honorable mention is North Riding. Okay.
0: Whoa, didn't see that one coming. Get in. Right. Really so, didn't see that one coming. Um,
1: since Michelle became addicted to ordering from Sean at Beer Central, um, North Riding has become a bit of a staple of the order. Um, very traditional looking 500 millilitre bottles. Um, seemingly from the outside looking in quite traditional beers, but generally all the beers are between the mid threes and the mid fours, pack a punch all of them so far. And a bit like the Cheshire Brew House who we referred to earlier saying, I would love to try them on cask. Every North Riding beer so far i have gone, oh, I wish I could try to on cask. All of them have delivered. Um, and they are using, you know, some modern US hops as well. They're dark beers. I think there's a we've got a peanut butter stout in there, and that's still coming in in the, in the mid the early fours, mid four range. Um, whether they do the bigger beers, I don't know.
0: I, I think mean, they know their market. I think they I mean, know where they target. I'm entirely relying
1: on all the beers that Michelle has sent through because the beer central thing I've left to her, and it's quite a nice surprise for me when. A whole a big box from Sean, you know, the nuclear packaging turns up. Yeah. And you get to see these new beers. And I've seen a few bits, and a few other people have mentioned North Riding, and a few people have posted a few pictures of the pump clips as well. So for me, they've been a real revelation, and every beer I've had has made me want to think, I want to carry on trying their range at the moment. That's my honourable mention. And okay. I've done my rest of the world. I'm gonna hand over to you before I announce my winners. Okay. I, so- I say winners.
0: I've got um, two shout outs Uh, this will probably come as no surprise to anyone so uh, a shout out to to Thornbridge and Lost and Grounded um, for for brewing beers that I have enjoyed every time I've tried them but for also um, inviting us to do things with them this year um, because that has been that they have been two of the real highlights of the year for me was doing the the, the, the live show at peak Ender and and also starting off the Crimbo court lost and grounded as well so that, those are my those are my two shout outs maybe not necessarily purely for their beers um, but the beer playing very much a part of, of what they do my honorable mention goes to a brewery that we've, we've already mentioned t- tonight and that's wander beyond because un- unlike yourself I've got to try a lot of their beers this year. I've pretty much um, had every one of their canned releases and I have been absolutely blown away by the taste, the flavor, the the mouthfeel, the packaging, everything for me has been fantastic. And and, and right now I'd, I really don't think they can do any, any wrong the the only the only wrong they're doing right now is that they're not producing enough beer for for, for me to drink because I want to drink more of their beers oh and well,
1: I, I think that's a I think that's a good problem for them to face but I think they probably had to expand their capacity pretty quickly yeah because you want to keep up with demand if they
0: keep producing beers of the quality that they're producing right now then then absolutely yeah I know you've
1: been a big fan of them this year yeah wasn't there one of their beers was the marble Arch when we went there in Manchester
0: uh was one of the milkshake beers, on, think, That, yeah, may, that think, may have
1: been the time I did try
0: a beer. Yeah, I think that might have been the mini milkshake. Yeah. actually, actually it was on that was on because we'd literally just come from Beer Nouveau. That was the weekend of their first ever can release. And some of Steve's regulars have come in with some cans because they had been to one to be on first. Oh, they did, didn't they? And we got a little taster of the Imperial milkshake. Which is very really good of them to uh yeah. to share oh, them with, with strangers. strangers. Yeah, yeah. So so those are my shout outs and honourable mentions. Um back to you then for your Winners okay of, or I, I or Brewery of the
1: Year. I can't spit this. Um, and it's purely, uh, as much as you said there uh, about one of the breweries, mine is purely on the fact that when I see these beers in whatever package, but especially on cask. Mm-hmm. My joint winners for Brewery of the Year is Adnams and Formbridge. I'm,
0: I'm not surprised at all.
1: No, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. I mean, if they'd had put down two breweries, I reckon a large percentage of people who know me would have said Adams and Thornbridge. Yeah. Even at work today, someone brought in a bottle of Ghost Ship and said, this was bought for a friend at the weekend He didn't drink it. And I thought, I'm sure you've mentioned Adams before. And I went, surely not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, the cask beers are fantastic. Like I said, you know, Jaipur's been mentioned plenty of times, for me, but also the range of beers that they do, the fact that they're getting those beers out to places I go to and the small packaging, especially now with, you know, Thornbridge with the cans into places like Tesco's. Yeah. They're, they I can't spit between the two of them.
0: Fair enough. So, so joint, joint winner. Joint for winner. You. Um, for me, this is, um, ma- maybe some people are going to be a little bit surprised by, by where I'm going with this one. Um, but my winner of brewery of the year, again, based on a number of things, um, consistency be it being one of them uh of availability the number of their beers that i've got to try and if i could nail it down to a single moment it would be on an afternoon in april when we walked into their pub and ordered a pint of one of their classic beers and it tasted absolutely fantastic on cask um, in in the pub that they're most known for um my brewery of the year is marble from, from Manchester um, they've just been knocking it out of the park for me this year and as I say that that pint of pint that we had in the marble arch oh. was one of if there was, a, if there was an award for moment of the year that would probably win it did you have the chips and gravy as well at the same we, time? we, had, the chips, we had the chips and gravy with a second pint of Manchester bitter yeah, but that was... which I've since found out and I didn't know this apparently Manchester bitter is their homage to Boddington's the original Boddington's. I'd, I didn't know that. Cool, oh, I would never have been able to tell that. Probably because I've never had
1: Boddington's yeah. as it was originally intended, yeah. to be honest. Um, sorry, if anyone's heard a little bit of noise, it is because I've cracked open it. Another tradition is, is cheese. It's, we've got a
0: cheese board on the go now. So I've
1: opened a couple of packets for us to So,
0: so for fans of us eating at the same time yep. as drinking... Special mention to Paul for this one. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the show. Because uh, he especially loves the chewing, chewing in his ear, old, doesn't he, he? He does. So we're, um, we're, what, what's that? We've just got one more award to, 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 to get to, but we've still got two, two more beers. Two
1: beers, so um, I'll, I'll pour this one. So this is the, uh, the third one. This is the Madeira Barrel Aged, and we've stepped another little incremental up on the ABV, uh, 10.9% this
0: time, Steve. Okay, so while you're pouring this, we'll go into looking at the last quarter of the year which was the most recent, running from October to December. So um, in this period, there's only really one show that I want to mention, which was Opinions 74, which was stout, stout, let it all out. And I think people are, are going to know why we're mentioning this, not because that event won both of our Beery Adventure of the Year, but I think we were both absolutely blown away by the content that we got for that show in in terms of the historical content, the knowledge, and again, the passion that we had around the table? There were so many things unexpected.
1: Um, The tour around the brewery, the the behind the scenes, the bits of the brewery which I never thought might even exist, Um, the chatting to Evelyn from the archive, uh, Patrick who runs the Open Gate Brewery, the passion, the knowledge, their friendliness, their openness as well. Um, I, personally had an absolute ball. And that was before we talk about some of the beers we enjoyed with them as well. Oh, God. It, it was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the one we were, you know, itching, dying to have was the, uh, the one they did with Delirium. Timmerman. Um, Timmerman, sorry. Delirium because the guy turned you, you, yeah, up. Yeah, I was, I was I'm just about to say, it's... you got carried away yeah. because
0: we had this sudden tasting <laughs> with the owner of delirium yeah which is well, well, yeah. very unexpected yeah
1: um so yeah that i mean you know and that was um such the bit that be i've tried it twice since so we had it on the first of november second uh second november we recorded on the friday the second stout yeah. day was on the first november and um you had sort of chocolate coffee with hints of cherry and those fruity notes coming through a month later we tried it we shared it with Clayton as part of the pre-Crimbo Crawl on the way to the Crimbo yeah even a month later that Cherry Lambert was starting to win that particular battle I had it on Saturday when uh, my friend Carl came over shared it with Michelle again Cherry's winning big time those chocolate notes they ain't coming back still a lovely beer but just in two months that whether because I mean, it's six percent, so perhaps not as big as people may have thought it could be, um, and maybe that plays a bit more towards the lambic rather than the the, the stout notes. Um, still a lovely beer, but just in two months, it tastes different. And that, that we were definitely itching to try that. And then, lo and behold, there was these all other all these other stouts, yeah, you know, all around about 10 percent, um, and again. We got to meet some new people. Uh, Jens, Jens from uh, from Holland. His brewery there. Um, the snobs again. Met up with the snobs. Yeah. Um, and we just had a we just again had a ball and drank way too many dark beers, way too many beers over ten percent.
0: But massive shout out to the Friday night where we just went. We need hops, <laughs> so we found the nearest Galway Bay bar and just absolutely satisfied. Our need for hops, yeah.
1: Let's have whatever West Coast pales you got
0: deliver them to us. We table. drank them all, yeah, all of them. Yeah, it
1: was really good.
0: Yeah, so that leads quite nicely into the, the, the beery adventures for this quarter. So that whole weekend, without a doubt, was one of them. Yeah, um, for me, there was Indie Man as well, which we've already spoken about. It was it was great to go back to Indie Man. Um, I also got to go to um, Hawksmoor as, as, as well, and try the um, collaboration beers that Guinness had done with Harbour um, to be paired with a menu of of different dishes mm-hmm. that that was absolutely fantastic. Um, we were lucky enough to be invited to um, the Goose Island Shoreditch bar opening, where they were. Doing kind of exclusive early tastes of this year's bourbon county stout as well, which I have to say was tasted amazing. It
1: was tasting amazing, and we tried it side by side with the 2017 iteration as well. And then Josh very kindly shared a 2012 coffee version, yeah, as well. And that was bloody amazing, that was. But but we, I also went a bit fanboy there, didn't I? you, You did. Because, because um, uh, Derek Prentice. Derek Prentice yeah. of uh, previously many years at Truman's and now Wimbledon Brewery. And I went, hello! Shook his hand. He's going, no
0: idea who you are. <laughs> but also, massive shout out for the mac and cheese that, that, that was available from the, the, the bar on that evening because that tasted fantastic.
1: And sorry, just for, you know, they brought out three pizzas and put them on our table and they took two of them away. The one they left us was a perfect one for, for Steve cheese and meatballs it was
0: yeah
1: <laughs> everything it's, you want on a pizza it was that there you know that was that was a good night it is a good bar though
0: yeah
1: and if i again i know this is a little bit sorry to to people who aren't as familiar with london but i do work in the city every day this bar is a five minutes walk from liverpool street station within that five minutes walk you've also now got access to michella bar you've still got Brewdog. you got king's arms and then further up the road, you've got the original Mother Kelly's. So it's becoming a bit of a destination. Definitely becoming a bit of a, best, yeah. a destination. And, you know, for me, having that quite close by, I could not have pictured that a few years back happening. That Goose Island would be ev- effectively available on the doorstep, plus things like their Sour Sisters series on tap. Yeah, you know, Which
0: we got to try some of those, and even with my version of sours, I was quite happy to.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, some of them were, them were still quite flavoursome, man. Yeah. You know, the sourness was probably probably made it a little bit more accessible for you, that it was a little bit died down. Lovely bar, lovely feel to it. They do have live music there, but the way the bar is structured, you could be quite far away from it if you want to be Yeah. at the back. So that, that, that was definitely a highlight.
0: Yeah. Uh, this was also the quarter where cast came back. Yeah. Um, Cloudwater released four cask beers, which we got to try a couple of at the Vic Inn. Yep. Uh, Enjoyed them. Thoroughly loved um, them. I would have...
1: Um, you know, I don't, We didn't get to try... Was it either the pale the, beers?
0: The two pals. Yeah, neither the, the, the pals. The DDH pal yeah. and, and, and the power. but I think the two that we tried were probably the two that I would have wanted to have tried anyway, which was the the, the Brown Owl and the India Porter. Yeah,
1: I thought the Brown ale was excellent. I loved the India Porter. So, you know... And I think I also said the same when I think Cla- Cloudwater were involved as part of the Weiland Powerhouse series and the brown ale was the one they did. And it just goes to show you can make brown ale without it having to be, well, flat, bl- boring, bland and a bit twiggy. Yeah, yeah.
0: You about, can still make it flavoursome. No, but they were smashing it with, with those beers. Uh, and then also we had the Crimbo Call, cool, which we, we don't really need to go into any detail on because if people want to listen to that, they can listen there's, to our There's a whole show of it. Yeah.
1: But great fun as ever. Really nice what a few people have shouted out as part of their Beery highlights for the year. Next year's Manchester. I think that's going to be the biggest yet.
0: I, I, I think it will uh, as well. But let's uh, let's leave that for now. Yeah. Because that's a year away. It is a year though, away. Now.
1: I say, Although Steve's saying it's a year away, come January, he will already be thinking about it. i right. I've
0: already planned the route. fine. It's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so we're drinking the next uh, prize old ale mm-hmm. here, here before we go into to what some of your highlights might have been in this in, in this period, uh, and we've both been supping away at it, which is why I've jumped in because we should probably do a little bit. Yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. No good idea. Uh, so, so this one's been aged in Madeira barrels.
1: Now I I know what Madeira is, but I don't really drink it. Is it is it sherry? It's it's a isn't it an iteration port- of sherry? It's that sort of ilk, isn't it? Pork, sherry, okay. Madeira. Um, I think I've had it once or twice with some tastings at work. Um, it, it feels like the softest one so far in terms of the roundness of the flavour.
0: Well, it's, it's the highest in ABV. Again, yeah. 10.9 we've, we've crept up to here.
1: It has got a bit more harshness on, on the nose, I think.
0: A little bit more of the uh, the woody coming back yeah. there, maybe. Slight, slight bretty hints as well, I'd, I'd, I'd say. The Flanders red creeping back in there.
1: Only slightly, but I think you... It's one of those things I think you might even pick up quicker than I will because you're always going to be a little bit unsure if it's going to be something you like.
0: On the palate, there is a little bit of harshness around the edges. feels a bit livelier on the tongue than the others. Now, you see,
1: I'm glad you said that because out of the three I've poured so far, this was definitely the liveliest bottle. Yeah. This was definitely had the most life and I think it's retained a bit more of its head retention as well. Yeah,
0: it, it feels like it's tickling the tongue. Yeah, and I quite like that,
1: actually. Yeah. That's, that's quite nice. I mean... um we're, we're also having a bit of cheddar and brie with this one, aren't we, as well? Yeah, so it's is working quite well. Which is probably why we were just supping and eating while we were talking, yeah, about really yeah. thinking about it.
0: So, so what were your other um, beer adventures during this th- this period, if we haven't already covered them? Well,
1: off? we've obviously covered Guinness, we've covered Bourbon County, we covered Cranberry Crawl. Obviously, something um, I shared with my son was a trip to Boston and New York.
0: Which we never, ever really got to talk about on a show. No. Purely because of the recording schedule. Yeah, the recording schedule, because
1: I came back, and then three days later, we ended up drinking silly o'clock stouts. Yeah.
0: So here's three hours of Martin talking Mine, about America. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> it. while well,
1: Steve eats all the cheese, <laughs> which he's quite happy about. Um, to be honest, not too many beer adventures in um, New York, so I'll sort of put that one out there now. Although what I will say is, having got the Amtrak train to New York, they do have quite a decent, a nice little selection of beers on the train. Um, I had the... Uh, Dogfish Head Imperial IPA which you wouldn't expect Nesso to be sold on the train
0: I'd love to see that sold on a train over here I know,
1: it's brilliant I think I had the Sam Adams Oktoberfest I think there was a Stone IPA and I went, oh, I can get that m and
0: Imagine getting the train
1: to Manchester and, and seeing an then in- It's probably a good idea you can't, Steve Yeah, probably, let's, <laughs> um, let's be honest But that was quite nice and I've only had um, a couple of beers I had one beer from Other Half and I had uh, the beer from um, Half Acre, what I referred to earlier as well. Um, oh, it was a pilsner I had from Half Acre. That's oh, what it uh-huh. is.
0: And I bet they nailed that as well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Did they ever? Because it was a lovely sunny day in New York as well, and I was in the sunshine in the wind, like near the window, perfect. And then Michael came back from the shop. Go away. Go back to the shop. Go spend more money. Um, so that was really the New York beery bit. But uh, while I was in. Uh, Boston. It would have been remiss of me not to have tried to visit Trillium. Now, Trillium generally, up until recently, only had their place outside of Boston. Bit of a trek, to be honest. And I was couldn't really work out a way to do that effectively and drink and take Michael with me. Fortunately, they opened a bar in downtown near near the harbor. Um, the opening weekend was the weekend me and Michael arrived. Timing, brilliant timing, and rammed. Ah, uh, well, so, as, you,
0: as you can imagine, it would be
1: yeah. So the Sunday, uh, this was about six o'clock in the evening. I thought, oh, we'll just pop in. We're going by, you know, we've done our walk around the city, get used to it, get get the idea of the lay of the land, kind of thing. I thought we'll just pop in. There was no hope of getting a seat, and it's not really somewhere that lends itself to just standing. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll get four to take away. Well, I'll have them as backups in the, in the room. Also, the, uh, they had the American football on as well. So the place was rammed. And obviously, while I was there during October half turn, the World Series was on, which Boston did win in the end. So I had very, very little chance. Went in there again, I think on the following... Um, Tuesday or... No, it actually might have been the Thursday. And I thought, well, no, nah, this ain't working. Still busy. So I said to Michael, right, I'm going to go. There. It opens at 11. So I got there at 5, five to 11 on the Friday. By 12 o'clock... On a Friday, it wasn't their school holidays, it was full wow. by 12 midday. They had advanced arranged taps, but what they also had was this bit for retail, cold store out the back. So basically, just a massive drying fridge that they could walk into, and people were buying trillium. A minimum by the four, a lot of people were buying packs of 24, out of the 24. You could get, mix it up. And all that kind of stuff. The prices were very reasonable as well, um, and I brought back for us. Um, I think I brought back some double IPA, and I bought. Oh, I think I brought back some dark beers as well.
0: Really, was definitely an imperial style. that yeah, we got to try. Yeah,
1: really enjoyed visiting there. Um, it is a lovely bar. I got talk while I was there for a little bit before I got too busy. Got to talk to them, and everyone seemed to enjoy working there. Now, obviously, since then, I know that some stuff has come out about them, uh, which they seem to be trying to rectify. But if you are in Boston and you've got any interest in beer, I would recommend going there. Also, it meant I got to try what I think is one of the breweries I would trust to represent the New England IPA style as it should be. And I have to admit, I had a bit better appreciation for it because what I found with the one or two that I tried was that really sweet, cloying, flat, Aftertaste wasn't there. Oh, really? So it was still juicy, yeah, and it was still low on bitterness, but it didn't have all those aspects which I think just cloud my judgment of it and make me go, I oh, can't, don't even know if I get through a small glass of it. Didn't have that feeling at all, so that was really good. Also, paid a visit to Harpoon, and this is where I'd like to uh, say thanks to Ferguson Ed at Adams because Adams done a few uh, collaborations with them, they put me in touch with them. Me and Michael had a little brewery tour which was good fun. Tried a few of their beers. They're right on the harbour, but it's well worth a visit. And they're only a 10 minute walk or so from um, Trillium as well. So if you get your timings right, you can easily do both if you can hit the right time. They only serve, um, no, schnitzels. These are like great, big, warm, bready versions and come with just a variety of dips. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And um, also I've a visit to Sam Adams. You know, Boston Lager. I've never had Boston Lager from Boston. I've only had Boston Lager brewed under license from over here. And it was beautiful. It was better really tasty. That, obviously
0: better than over here. I'm not, I'm way, not I'm going to ask that No, question. way better. And I know you always
1: have slightly different opinion because you're in the brewery as well. Um, but the, 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 the tours are free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's quite a short tour. So if you've got maybe, and they're fine on the ages as well, as far as I could work out. Um, but worth checking. But if people are just don't want to get too technical with the brewing process. It's, it's quite a light headline grabbing version. Bit of a tasting, nice shop, lovely little tap room as well, uh, where you can buy to drink on site or take away. So those were the breweries. The only other bar I would like to shout out was a bar that we found when we did the Freedom Trail, which is a walking tour for free. It takes quite a chunk of the day. Get to see some lovely spots in Boston though. And we were coming to like the last leg of it. I think we only had Bunker Hill to go to, which is basically the last stop. And I saw Simon said cask, which was a bit surprising because I was in the States and it sort of leapt out. I said "Cast to my son. My son looked at me knowing what was going to happen next.
0: <laughs> with that longing look yeah. in
1: his eyes. He knew that we were going to go in. We had been walking for two hours. So he was quite comfortable with that and a bit of a sit down. They did have three cask beers on. All of them were nice. Highlight was one called Mayflower. Very, very nice take on a, an IPA. Almost like the Americans do in a British cast version of IPA. Um, and then I found out they had um, high on tap.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> to the rest of the day.
1: So I forced myself to have one because we were determined to finish the Freedom yeah. Trail. But then they also said, oh, by the way, tonight, Monday Night Football, obviously, you know, American Football, Monday Night, that's where it all comes from. Uh, we do um, a meal deal, uh, 12, 12 wings for $3.00. 12 chicken wings $3 Michael just said well we'll come back here afterwards then I didn't even have to say that yeah came back had the chicken wings had some more highlight happy days brilliant everyone wins little place called Blackmore Bar and Kitchen it's on the Freedom Trail near the Bunker Hill so if you are ever near that or you're doing uh, Boston it's well worth a visit that's it for America one other Beery highlight for me I went to the four pure fifth birthday party Um, so me and Michelle bought a couple of tickets went down there um, had a nice tasting because you could buy a tasting ticket um, went through five or six beers just had a really nice time did a couple of other bars on the Bermondsey Beer Mile um, Terry aka the Brigadier um, he was there that day as well uh, with a friend of his whose name always escapes me but goes under the moniker the Master so unsurprisingly there may have been a bit of Doctor Who chat at some point so um, sorry to anyone else who was in the earshot of that conversation huh. Um huh. So that was good fun and obviously terry joined us on the uh the crimbo call in bristol as well so that was it for me that, i mean the last the last quarter of the year was a a lot happened it,
0: it was a it was a big quarter and i think the uh the, the one thing that we we both missed out was um there was a matter of a a small award in 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 that quarter as well that that, that we picked up
1: yeah now i i was in two minds with everything to mention it but
0: it's it's a highlight for
1: us. It was a highlight, you know. Obviously, um, I, I I went to the British Guild of Beer Writers dinner. I had submitted the podcast and a variety of episodes, which I've already referred to a couple of them as well. And um, I was hoping it was a lovely evening. Actually, got to meet a few people, and there was a few people who you know very graciously said that they listened to the podcast. There was a uh, the guy who who got the young beer Writers award and I was just listening to you and. I said, that must be really weird then. (laughs) He was listening to us on the way over. Um, And obviously you couldn't make it. I think you were at a performance with one of the boys that night. Yeah, I was. And um, it was lovely. Ed from um, Adams was down there. So guess what I ended up drinking quite a bit of. Um, And yeah, the only thing I would say is I wish I'd done the awards before dinner. The awards were done after dinner. It
0: did seem to stretch out. It was quite late.
1: um, And then you didn't really get as much chance to sort of celebrate and talk to other people because by then you it was half ten. Yeah, and yeah. You know, it's a hotel that had got licensed for a certain amount of time. The breweries and the bars you'd set up obviously had to get away as well, to be fair to them. But um, yeah, we won. And it was a lovely moment. Uh, so, you know, the award was presented by by Pete Brown. Adrian Tierney-Jones did the announcement. Um, you know, congratulations, obviously, to everyone else who won. And thank you to everyone who both on the evening when i was there congratulated us and said you know well deserved long overdue you know all that all all those really nice things was really lovely to hear um the feedback and the comments people made on twitter as well yeah and also um you know i because you couldn't make it steve i presented you with the tankard at the um, at the Crimbo Call at Lost and Grounded, where we had such a fantastic start to our Crimbo Call day, and um, that for me, I think was a lovely moment, especially for you to get the chance to say thanks to the people who I know for you, especially over the six years you've been doing it. That's where you get your buzz, your engagement that's your reward is the engage- that what you get back from the people who listen to the show and follow the beer o'clock show on Twitter. And so I think for you, that was almost like the perfect moment for you in front of them to get it. You know, I may be wrong. Yeah,
0: but no, no, without, without a doubt. It was, um, you, you know, you put me on the spot a little bit and I wasn't expecting Oh yeah. I didn't it, tell you. It was,
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise.
0: Yeah, and, and it was fantastic. But, um, and, and you did make me say a few words as well and I, I can't remember exactly what I said but I do just want to try and echo a little bit of that because we're, we've joked about it on, on the last couple of shows but we, we haven't actually thanked we're our, an our, our, company, our, have we? our listeners yet so um, it's essentially trying to recreate what I said at Lost and grounded was we we enjoy doing this, we have a lot of fun Producing the, the, this this podcast, and it it does always amaze me that we get as many people listen to us and the engagement that, that we get for essentially two blokes talking about something that they're passionate about. Yeah, um, um, we would. I don't think we would be able to do it if we weren't passionate. about no. it. No, and you know the, the the award as as much as it it, it means to to us to have, have, have won the award. For for me, that's recognition of everything we've done over the last six years the award isn't just for us but it's for every single person that's listening to this podcast right now because if if you guys didn't get engaged with what we do we'd have no show mm. we, we we really wouldn't it would be us talking about beer and sharing our views on on various news things but so many people get involved in what we do and, and, and that's what makes us still quite unique in, in the, 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 the Beery podcast world right now is that we, we have massive listener engagement and I, I just want to say from, from you know, the bottom of my heart thank you to every single person that listens thank you to every single person that gets involved in the polls um, that the award isn't just ours, it, it, it's yours as well it's, it's an award collectively for the Hopinions family
1: yeah, and definitely an honourable mention to my co host predecessor Mark as well, without whom we wouldn't be doing this today anyway.
0: What well, would well, no, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mark. Mark made all of this possible. Yeah, he, so Mark was
1: doing all the technical stuff, yeah. Mark was originally doing the editing. In fact, it was probably Mark's
0: idea, it was Mark's idea, it was absolutely Mark's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, thank, thanks to Mark. I'm Hope he still listens. I'm not I'm not sure he does <laughs> anymore. But if if he is listening, this one's for you, bud. Thank, yeah. thank you very much. Um, so, and on that note, just um, just want to wrap the kind of review of 2018 up with a, a, a few little stats as well that I've that I've collected from this year. So, we've um, we've put out 29 shows this year, which which isn't bad for a fortnightly podcast. Yeah, work that one out. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing the mass mad
0: yeah um, I think there may have still been we might have still been doing a few pod blasts at the beginning of the year um, mm. oh, okay. and, and I did the extra bonus 12 beers of Christmas podcast that oh, no okay. one was expecting um, we've, we've got around from those 29 shows around 25,000 downloads uh, of our podcast which is a lot of people listening to us talk about stuff mate that does amaze me yeah me too. I, I, I didn't tell you I was going to do these. No. Um, as, as we said earlier, most downloaded show we've got now is the Opinion 65, which is the refreshes the part show. Um, we did our first live show this year as yeah. well uh, at Peak End, uh, which we think came off quite well. I still, Pe- I people really People seem I, to enjoy Yeah, I did really enjoy it, yeah. and, and obviously this year for me, and well for us, culminated in us, in us winning the award and being Recognized for, for for our work.
1: Yeah, and what I really hope is that um, going forward, because it was um, a category, be a citizen. So, yeah, quite like the title, be a citizen 2018, don't get me wrong. Still not sure what it means. No, but I would love but it, I'll if, take it if we could start to at least get a modern communication award going. I mean, when I say we, I mean, available, saying that people who do anything other than the written word. Whether that be things like, you know, things like Rob does with Hopzine on YouTube. He's been doing it a long while now. Yeah. Um, you know, we've definitely taken a few tips from him with the way we put the bottle up, the bottle up to oh, the, yeah, uh, our, the screen and stuff.
0: Uh, our Periscope stuff that we do now is very much, uh, everything we do on that is very much modelled on how Rob does his, his YouTube yeah. content. So, you know, I would
1: love it if we can start, If they, you know, they could find a way to find there's a modern, not online communication, 21st century community. whatever you want to call it. Yeah about it doesn't necessarily just have to be podcasts, um but yeah just so they recognize there's more than one way of communicating everything that's good about beer
0: yeah i uh, to- totally agree with, with what you're saying there so that brings us up to the final award of ours of the evening which is the big one the big one it's uh, it's beer of the year time honorable mentions first of all okay already name
1: checked one of these um this is the Vallejo
0: oh from my. Half Acre.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I absolutely adored. Now, was it remind me though? Was this the double IPA the Vallejo? I think so. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was just completely on point, super drinkable. Bearing in mind it was fairly decent ABV as well, right up there for me. And then the next one is the collaboration between Thornbridge and Cigar City. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. How do you say it properly? Is it right. high yi or jai high?
0: So, see, I'm sure we've had this discussion yes. before. Now, if you look at the way that the font is written, yep. the first half is written in Cigar City font, which would suggest to me that's high. The second half is written in Thornbridge font, which is Jai. So high jai So
1: it's high jai Okay. I thought it was lovely, and I had my last bottle of my stash last night, which only reinforced... But it was very, very worthy of an honourable mention. Okay. It was one of those collaborations where I felt like everyone had brought their A-game to the party rather than some of the collaborations where you feel like,
0: mm. Collaboration for the sake of collaboration. Yeah,
1: this, yeah. Was, this worked, this one for me. Right, so those were two fairly much West Coast-centric kind of beers, weren't they?
0: Yeah.
1: My winner was a dark beer.
0: Okay. For for a second there, I thought you you was going to say my winner is a is a New England style, <laughs> and th- that was going to be it. This was, this was going to be the last opinion show ever.
1: <laughs> the show was going to stop. <laughs> yeah, right there.
0: Okay. So your winner's a dark beer. So dark beer, fourteen and
1: a half percent. Okay. Beaver Town Tempest Project Heavy Lord is my beer of the year um i based that on two two things one purely based on my memory of how i remember having it me and michelle made our first trip to the beaver town tap room over in tottenham gloriously sunny day very busy i won't go on about the tap room um but we sat outside and we thought oh, just in case it all runs out we'll have that straight away at three o'clock in the afternoon sensible move though of course yeah um Absolutely divine beer. Really, really enjoyed it at the time. I went back to my untapped, and it was my highest check-in of the year. Um, I think it was the only one which got, if I take away the fact that I also score some fives these days on just session-ability, on, and then generally tends to be my car, accessible cast beers. This had a 4.75, which at the time was a fairly much was one-off beer for me. But it turned up at the last bottle share as well.
0: It did indeed, yes
1: which I was thrilled.
0: Yes, that, that we got to try at a um, bottle share,
1: and it only reinforced my opinion. So I've now had it tap and on in bottle, and I thought it was a absolutely fabulous example of what they can actually do, given the chance to time, time space, and a bit of time to breathe as well, and, and do that. And it was, I think I may still have a bottle in the cellar in the beer in David's beer cupboard. Um, To my right, a a couple of feet away from where we're recording, Um, I'm leaving that for a little while as well. But yeah, beer of the year, Beaver Town Tempest Project, Heavy Lord.
0: I took um, a slightly different approach to this year's beer of the year, so I I downloaded my untapped stats. Into a spreadsheet? Into a spreadsheet, as you do. Uh, I discovered that I had 1,349 check-ins this year of, of beers. Um, so I started filtering at, at that point. So I was like, right, give me my top scores. A lot of five star beers in there. So I took out all the beers that I've had before. Okay. So anything that wasn't new in, in 2018. So I took out all the cannonballs, took out all the halcyons and that left me with one bit. No, um, it it left me with, <laughs> left <you> with zero. <laughs> yeah. It left me with nothing. It left me with 14 beers uh, after that. So, um, I then had to have a look through those 14 beers and kind of, almost work out whether... Were they fives or... And I think this was something that came up on the last Rhythm and Brewers podcast as well. Do you get carried away in a moment where you've had a few beers and, and you think, this beer is the best beer ever? It was a really good discussion, that bit. And, and you score it at a five and then you go back and try it and it's actually a two. Yeah, a really good discussion, that bit. Yeah, I loved that. And I, I wanted to be involved in that discussion. I think in my head I was. I was involving myself in that discussion <laughs> yeah. at the time. So I managed to whittle it down to, to, to five beers... That, that I think were up for my contender for, for, for beer of the year. And is this in any particular order? Um, well I'm gonna give I'm gonna give four of them and then I'm gonna give my winner. Okay. So um, first one I'm gonna give is was probably my most recent beer on, on this list, which was um, Magic Rocks Tiramisu Strongman. So it was the the, the, the coffee cake version of their classic barley wine. And it was just divine, and, and we had that. I, I had that indie man, and then we had it again. Uh, Three wise monkeys in Colchester. That was a bit of a bonus. That was that day, and it was just tasting incredible. It was that was off the charts incredible. Um, there's also a shout in here for half acre, but the other one, the Navar Navaja, Navar- oh yeah, Navar- yeah, an Imperial IPA, just spot on. Oh, in in terms of West Coast styling. There was a much bitterness. to choose between the one I chose yeah, and the one you've chosen. Yeah. Um, then the next one is from a, a brewery that's been mentioned a few times this evening, Wander Beyond Brewing, which was their Bloom, which was their Imperial Black Milkshake IPA, which was 10-11% uh, in a can and it was strawberry, it was chocolate, it was vanilla, it was thick, it was incredible. It was just, for a long time, that was beer of the year. That that was there. Oh, okay. But but something something dethroned it. And it's not the next beer, it's the beer after the next beer. And the next one, and, and this is where I think potentially I'm going to break untapped at some point in the future. Because I've already rated this year's Fuller's Vintage as a five. After tasting it fresh, now where did you taste it? In bottle at home. Oh, so straight from straight from the bottle, about two days after it was delivered. You enjoyed them, it that much? That that much that it was a five straight away. Well, wow,
1: I mean that's a pretty big shout for that. It was kind just of beer. Um,
0: I've, I've got my check-in notes here. Um, dark fruits, dark fruits, citrus hints, sweet but crisp finish. Gonna break contact with the next check-in of this one. So I, I rated that as a five straight away well wow. so so those those are all the the nearly rands so so those are the ones that were almost there bloom was there for so long that's some big names as nearly rands mate. that they are so but my winner and my beer of the year and i i can hardly uh contain myself here because it's the beaver town heavy lord i've i've no chos- i've chosen <laughs> We've chosen the <laughs> same beer as, as our beer with of the no, year. Uh, with no, no discussion. No, I, I I tried it in the summer from the bottle. I didn't get to try it on, on 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 tap like you did. I had it from the bottle, and at the time, I was like, "My God, that is incredible! That is a that is an absolute masterclass of of, of brewing and barrel aging and just bringing together a beer." And then much like yourself, it turned up a bottle share. And I had a little taste and I was like, let's just reaffirm the fact that that's the the beer of the year. That's that's exactly what it did for me. For for me. And I've got, like yourself, I've got another bottle, which you you got for me from the taproom that day. I'm going to have that bottle on Christmas Day because I'm going to celebrate the fact that I think that beer is as good as it's ever going to be right now. It may get better in the future, but I want to taste it again right now because it's it's a brilliant beer. So, once again, for the third time <laughs> this evening. Quite, I'm surprised. I'm really. Um, like, why, why are you so surprised? Well,
1: because I knew that you'd rated some of those other beers you already quoted. I knew that you'd highly rated them, and especially the one I think you've mentioned, the one you want to be on one before as well. All um, well, right, I'll just have all the beers we've had between us.
0: Well, bearing in mind, I've had nearly 1,400 beers this year. You've probably had a few more. Because of your travels, yeah, you I've been, get I've, I've been away across. a few more times. So, so between us, we've probably had probably around about three thousand beers. Yeah, well, more, maybe more than that, between us, that that we've come to a consensus on the same beer. I being, am, being our beer of the year. I am surprised it's, at that. It's, it's quite amazing. So, um, a massive congratulations to Beaver Town yeah. and to three flight. Is it three flights? I
1: think that's who they did it
0: with. Yeah, it question, um, it? for Heavy Lord. The Tempest Project Barrel Aged version, being the opinions beer of the year.
1: Yes, and we are celebrating the Beaver Town win with the final, the final iteration of the Prize Old Dale. This is the 11.6% version, Pinner Noir Barrel Aged. So we've gone over the 11%. I'm
0: properly looking. This is the one that I've most been looking for. It was for me, to me as well because
1: to... we both like a drop of red wine. Yeah, uh, but if I do go for red wine, it tends to be a New World for me. And one of my favourite ones is, especially like a New Zealand Pinot Noir. Love a New Zealand Pinot Noir. This is a completely different nose to the other ones.
0: It is. Uh, it's a completely different flavour as well. You, there, there's a lot more oak in that for me. You, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but you're getting the tannins straight away. Yeah, are
1: you getting those like red currant
0: yeah. kind of uh,
1: flavours coming through as well? That feels complete. still boozy. Sorry, just getting that going Yeah, very boozy. Ooh, that's an amazing series of beers.
0: It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, they've all started in fairly much the same place. One beer, essentially, I, I'm, I'm assuming what they've done is they've brewed a batch yeah. and, and then they've split, split it down four ways. There, there, is a, there, there is a blog which we'll link through to in the show notes that was written by, um, oh, you've got the notes there. Yep, there you go. Um, so I'm just going to um, so, so there is a have some more beer. There is a blog uh, that was written at the time by Marbleshead Brewer JK um, that explains the process that they went through, and they actually blended some of these as well to get the, the, the right percentages in the right barrels to produce these flavours and so, so have a read through that because it's it's technical in in every level of detail um more than the, that we could cover so that and it will be it'll
1: read better than us
0: at, saying it at this stage yeah, yeah. Uh, we've still got opinions to go mate so we still need to uh, get into the question that we actually asked our listeners opinions, 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 opinions. So we did ask um, that we're looking back at 2018 and, and looking for your beery highlights. Uh, we offered brewery, event, beer or other. Um, we've already covered three of those off, brewery, event and beer. Um, 22% went for brewery, 42% event, 18% beer and 18% other. 304 votes, a low number of votes but this sort of poll always gets lower number of votes. But lots of comments. I was going to say that so too. there was a lot of comments. More comments than we've probably had on a poll. Even on our record-breaking poll of a couple of weeks ago that was 1,200 votes, didn't even go near the number of comments. We had yeah. 130 comments on this. Uh, and we do just want to go through some of these comments because these are all in the other category. So a, a lot of people were saying it, it's more than just about what you've listed here. So. Well, we've already
1: mentioned some from the brewery, the events, the beers yep. Anyways, yep. we've gone through. So the other the is the one which we really haven't shouted out yet.
0: No, so let, let's get through some of these. So your boy Rob Edwards at Rob Edwards 90 For me, it's got to be all about the people I've met this year through beer. I've thrown myself out of my comfort zone and got to hang out with great people all over the country and in Colorado. In a similar vein, points of brew at points underscore of underscore brew. I must say it's been Twitter and the people that I've met through, met through it and spoken with. Just speaking with so many people about a shared interest in a positive space has been ace. I hope to meet more in 2019 and go to more events. As a result, meeting more people along the way. Again, Gregor J at Gregor underscore J underscore. My Beery highlight was actually getting out and about and meeting other Beery people, usually that I only speak to online also been to some ridiculous bottle shares too. So it's, it's great that straight away people are saying it's about the community mm. on Twitter.
1: And isn't it nice, because there has been, on occasions in 2018, some toxic moments on Twitter mm. that the first three comments, and these were quite early comments as well on the, on the poll, were the positive aspects of the social media, but basically led to them being outside, meeting people, out of their comfort zone. These are all positives.
0: Absolutely. This is the
1: positive side of social media. When people are so quick to put social media down, these first three comments tell you there is some good sides to this.
0: Yeah. We've then got um, from Clay Blazic. No idea how you say at that. Kate underscore Blazic, and also from Sophie at so Blogger. Both had a very similar comment that was, sitting in Stone Berlin Beer Garden in blistering sunshine with some of my best friends, what a place. I'm going to guess that maybe they were together. But it might have been that they were there at separate times.
1: It's possible or, because if you, so. we've both been there at separate times. And if you do get there on a good day, it is a bit of a sun track around
0: there. I went in October and sat in the sun in yeah. the garden. Yeah. Yeah, um, The Owl Lady at The Owl Lady I've got two because I'm greedy A. Meeting the monks behind Tint Meadow Again, thank you so much for getting that interview for us That really made that show And B. Finally having real life beers with Sparky Wright Mr. E&B, The Great Cubby and Mark the Gasman, And discovering that they are have a wizard outside the 12 It's all been about the people this year So, you, you know, Lovely. again, continuing that theme Martin Griffin at Martin the monkey yeah i don't know let's go with that the set of us hashtag sussex bottle share, thanks to uh, look at brew got to try some lovely beers but more importantly me and met some really lovely people and there were two or three other comments that said the same thing about the sussex bottle yeah. share as well so and and that whole bottle share thing that's the second time it's come off um through these comments we also had a comment from our creative director at Clayfish yep. who said about Essex Bottle Share and, and what a great place it continues to be and continues to, to, to thrive as, as, well, as an event. In February, we'll be coming up for our fourth birthday. Fourth birthday in February, and in January, the second beer we try in January will be our, our 500th unique beer.
1: It's not bad going for just. A group of us that thought we'd meet up the that first that Tuesday to share
0: some beers. Get together for a bit of fun.
1: So from um, our, our, our statistician, quite chuffed I could say that still. You did well. Oh. And, and
0: the January transfer window is coming up, so he's yeah. soon to become exclusively ours as exactly. well. Exactly. Um, so Sean
1: O'Reilly at Unquillier. My other was an evening around a campfire drinking a variety of different beer styles with a couple of mates who thought that beer choice amounted to lager or bitter.
0: Sounds all right. Just about wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah. When you have one of those moments where you're just drinking with friends.
1: Uh, from Ronnie Bean, at Ronnie Bean, stalwart of the Crimbo Crawl. The Crimbo Crawl wouldn't
0: be the Crimbo Crawl without Ron. No. Nope. It's as simple as that.
1: Um, living in a beer desert, the local supermarkets upping their game and expanding the range of beers on offer of regularly. That's a good point, actually. Especially if you are in a beer desert.
0: We've done a whole review of the year without even touching on how good supermarkets have got this year. Yeah, I I
1: mean, we didn't do a particular section for supermarkets, but a few of them have upped their game again this year. And we've spoken about them last year. And we've
0: spoken about this, how they seem to keep pushing each other. More than
1: happy with that. Keep on going. Mm -hmm. Um, From Simon Clark at Simon Carbon of uh, Beers Without Frontiers. My first indie man and hashtag Crimbo Crawl 2018 because sometimes it's about more than what's in the glass. I
0: love that comment. I think it's, it's so true. And that's some, that does sum up
1: things like man because you can go then, you can have your tick list and stuff, and invariably you may not see all the beers you were going to go for anyway in that one session you're there. But if you're willing to just chat away, enjoy yourself, that five-hour session, you know, the size nice afternoon, way. it goes. The first couple of hours, it's nice and steady, and then suddenly they're asking you to go.
0: yeah. It does get to a point where all of a sudden time has yeah. gone without you even realising. And that's
1: sort of what happened to Crimbo Crawl. Those first few places, lovely little pace. And then I think because it's winter, suddenly it goes dark. And then it just flew by the rest of the day. And yeah, I you know again, thank you for shouting out the Crimbo Crawl. But also just lovely to hear these uh, comments about people saying about meeting people.
0: So we've got Richard Swindells at Rich Swin. Uh, for me, here and my brother at Shane Swindells of Cheshire Brew had won champion beer with Govinda Chevalier Edition at the RMI Analytics Hair and World Final. Superb family moment. Well-deserved for that beer. It's a proper bit of kit. And also, your well-deserved award made me smile too. Um, oh, made thank us, you, Richard. Well, made yeah. us smile. Thank you,
1: Richard. But also, the Govinda uh, Chevalier Edition, that's the one by we,
0: we loved Gavinda.
1: I had to top that up, and I would ha- happen to say that um, Matt Curtis chose that as one of his IPAs when he did the history of IPA at work, and that went that evening. Usually, we have a few leftovers. That
0: wasn't one of the ones left over. Just, just a brilliant beer. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to get your hands on some Gavinda, have it, have it. And and then final comment um, from Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert. Have to say, in the other category, of other category, it was amazing to see. Brit Beer Writers, finally recognising the contribution your little podcast has made to the Beery community. You get the best beer, beers, breweries, events every year, but that was a real mode changer for me. Um, Well, thanks again, Miles. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you ever so much for all the comments. As Steve said, we had over 100 comments on this time. So even, even though the voting was nowhere near the most popular voting, which I think with this sort of poll, it's going to be really hard to vote because for a lot of people, it would probably just slip into other anyway. Yeah
0: keep the discussion going carry on using the hashtag opinions we will find you uh, and hopefully you will appear in this next section of the show let us know write it down let us know write it down let us know your thoughts and bittering lingerness write it down we're aware that you've been with us for a long time just just hang on for a few more minutes we're almost there folks Um, so we've got some feedback on uh, the last couple of shows that we did yep Um, first of all feedback on episode 74 stout stout let it all out So, uh, Mark Johnson at Mark N. Johnson said, loving this episode. I have such a soft spot for Guinness through my family and loved all this. Can Foxatronic82 have his own fortnightly spot just to hear him talk more often? Hashtag sultry tones. I'm sure we can make that happen.
1: We'd love to make that happen. And um, he was a very, very engaging talker.
0: Yeah, yeah, could have listened to him all day long. Uh, Justin Mason at 1970s Boys said, great podcast from the guys here, setting up the context and reason for being there and hearing the guests speaking passionately about the beer they brew and love was a real joy, well worth a listen. So thank you, Justin, for that. And then finally, uh, Dr. Goggles at Burnt Engel. Just listen to your Stout episode. Very good as usual. But the interview with Evelyn Colgan was fascinating. I could listen to a whole podcast of her historical facts. Keep up the good work. And I think once again, so could we. Well, and let's be honest, for the first half of the interview, that's all I did do. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Evelyn could have her own series. Let's, let's, let's be honest, yeah. of historical facts about Guinness. Um, yeah.
1: Thank you so much. I, I'm really glad that people did appreciate... Um, the, the, the Guinness episode because yes they did look after us yes they did invite us but that Friday when we were spending time with them I felt it felt like it was a good show and it was just so good to have people we, we were able to convey that that was really good yeah um, so we also had some feedback on um, probably uh, it was the most recent episode then it was the last show yeah, um, yeah. the the now also traditional post Crimbo Crawl uh, podcast, where we may be slightly low-key to start off with on that episode. Yeah, just a tad. Um, so, fab episode once again from the award-winning market leader, and and us, I presume.
0: <laughs> <Guess it's laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: reignited our FOMO from Crimbo Crawl, and as for the pod wars with beers, with beers Without Frontiers, you're on. Just name the time and the place, and yes, we get it. We did the cloud waters in the wrong order.
0: <laughs> that could have only come from well, one person. Men behaving
1: badly <laughs> yeah. at MBBB podcast. Um, thank you, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. Um, from Sophie, Etzo beer blogger, who um, joined us on the Crimbo Crawl. Great to hear what happened after I left Crimbo Crawl 18. I'm pretty sure the mind-sweeping started at Lost and Grounded, though. Steve.
0: That, that could explain a hell of a <laughs> lot, couldn't it?
1: is she talking about you
0: i think so that may have been the apophenia was it Yeah. The triple that i was grabbing as much of it as no, i could wasn't
1: the triple about eight percent yes and weren't was. we having that at about half twelve
0: really
1: right yes. so the wheels were starting to be unwound weren't they yeah. um sophie it was a pleasure to meet you from points of brew at points of brew just caught up with this excellent show and thank you for the shout out from the poll Apologies for the awkward t- Twitter uh, Twitter handle, though. Um, to be honest,
0: <laughs> there are harder ones. There are definitely to, harder to, ones than to, that one. Read,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks again for the feedback
0: on the show. Yeah, I mean, we we, we love it when um, people take the time to actually feedback. On. yeah on on previous shows because it's um as as we've always said, we take all the feedback the the good the bad, and we use that to make what we do better yeah um so the more you feedback the, the 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 better we can make this for for you oh, and
1: we can, we'll at least try uh, yeah yeah we'll at least we'll, try.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll at least try um just before we finish the, this evening um we kind of uh, feel as though we've got to a point in the, the the show's history, and it's a momentous occasion this as well. It's a passing of the torch, it's a winning of the title, it's a, 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 a crowning of a new champion. This is the big award, this, this is, is the one, this, this is, is the one. This is the big award, we have decided, the time has come for there to be a new number one fan. This is a big moment. I just
1: hope this person is ready for the responsibility.
0: I, I hope they are. I think they are. With great power comes and I, great responsibility. Indeed it does. Said a, man, said a man once. Indeed it does. We're going to do this in reverse order. Go on. So, in third place. The former number one fan, Mr. Miles Lambert. As he's a constant supporter of the show. But he has been usurped in his level of engagement over the past 12 months or so. Second and first place had to work hard to do that. They've had to work very hard. And it's almost a bit low. they've been in a battle with each other over, over the first place. And this imaginary title. So in second place... James at Gammon Baron, who has been involved to no end in, in in the show throughout the last year from from everything that he's got involved and in and um, he's appeared at peak ender and the crimbo and crawl and the crimbo crawl a, a gargantuan effort to get to the crimbo crawl from Leeds yes with with all of the public transport against him to get him there on time he made it to he, Lost he still grounded. made it there but we can proudly say our new number 1 fan is is a listener that has got involved in pretty much every episode that we've done Every episode, feedback. This year. He's even had his own question of the week every now and again he as well. Has, he has indeed. And he had his probably crowning moment at the Grimbo Crawl uh, as well. So we're pleased to announce that our new number one fan is Paul at UNRCD. Congratulations, Paul. Congratulations, Paul. This is to you, my friend. Um, we do hope you live up to the task that has been presented. Because to Because the
1: competition in second and third place are not going to let you rest on your laurels.
0: I don't think Miles is going to take this laying down. No, no. I, I think he's going to come back storming in the new year. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? It is a bit uh, of fun,
1: but you know, I, you know, Paul is a really is a relatively newbie to the to the the online scene, the craft beer scene, and. You know, we met him at Cask, I think, for the first time. Was yeah, it? yeah. Back in April. He came to the Crimbo Crawl with his missus. Um, and probably really lovely chap.
0: Always supported what we've done. There. Yeah. He's always been a supporter.
1: And he has got engaged with some of the other podcasts as well. I think he gets a bit of a name check on the men behaving badly. Fairly certain River and Bruises have mentioned him as well. He um, does,
0: but now he's our number one fan. He's that's, He's no that, longer allowed to do that. It's
1: exclusivity again.
0: <laughs> there it is. It, it's it's about getting those exclusive rights. Exclusivity again. Um, yeah.
1: So we're just like, we're just making sure other people can't use him Is that what we're doing? Just that's
0: exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Taking them out of the market. Yeah. yeah we've just we've just IP'd um, <laughs> Paul at UNRC. No, no one else can use him now. That's it. Yeah. TM. Yeah. No, but, no, but seriously though, um, Paul, thank you for everything that, that, that you've you've got involved in. And, and as Martin said, you know, we, we even named a section of, of the show after <laughs> you as well, uh, because you've always got a question to ask. And don't ever let that stop. And, and don't ever let an award go to your head. No, uh, not, not like us. <laughs> that's all what I'm going to say <laughs> on that. Right. We are, uh, I think we're nearly there. We've got a little bit left of our... Um... First of all, final thoughts on this one, then the final thoughts on the four. Okay. Um, This is definitely my favourite of the four. It it seems to be more well-rounded. It's uh, more balanced. It's a lot more drinkable. There's a lot more flavours going on in there as well. And there's a lot more complexity to it it as well.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think out of all four of them, it's also put me firmly in mind of the barrel it's talking about. So I'm getting those tannins, which you referred to earlier. I'm getting those red current notes as well what i expect from a, a, a young Pinot Noir um, it is superbly drinkable I mean we've both fairly much got littered to nothing left Out of the them, it is definitely the best one but we're talk- I think we're talking margins to be honest
0: oh absolutely they've all been incredible
1: yeah and thoroughly enjoyed them so first of all Steve thank you for getting them I think you said you got them from Sean at Beer Central yeah thank you for getting them and sharing them with me they are I hope they do this again um, I've I,
0: got, I hope they don't. Well, actually. I was going to... Having tried I was going to uh,
1: finish it off by saying if they decide to do it with another type of old ale. And let's face it, there must be some other other kind of beers in both the Gale Stable and the Fullers that maybe they could do something similar with because they've executed this really well.
0: Well, Fullers have got their whole past masters yeah. range that they could potentially do this with. So
1: it's, it, it's, uh, it's great that they're using... Gales who were dead on the feet at Fuller's bought up and then Fuller's and Marble have decided to collaborate to do it it's like almost three breweries in one yeah so I say well done really enjoyed it the Pin and Noir's my favourite
0: so same here uh, all of them probably start at a four on Untapped to yep. me and, and then it's probably increments from there on in
1: yeah I think there'll be a couple at four maybe a 4.25 or a four and a half maybe something uh, I, like that. I think
0: so we're, we're, that, that's, that's an easy shout yeah on, on, on that one. Um, we've got just a bit of a break coming up, Steve. We've, we've got a break from recording yeah. co- coming up, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be putting content out. So we're, we're going to have um, a couple of shows with you in January. We're not going to reveal too much about those right now. We're going to keep them a little bit secret. Yeah. Uh, and we're just going to drop them on you. Um, and then we are back from the beginning of February with uh, a whole new season. Coming up, we've got we've already got a couple of guests lined up. Yep, for 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 the season, got a few
1: themes, a few ideas that'll take. We've got got
0: got some ideas that
1: season will take us right through to Easter, won't it?
0: It it will, and building towards our next opinions on films, which will be for your listening pleasure. Martin and I talking through two and a half hours of Marvel's (laughs) Avengers Avengers Infinity Infinity War War, prior to Avengers Endgame, which we now know it's called coming out in, in, in April so that's what you've got to look which I'm even to. more
1: excited about having seen the recent trailer oh,
0: yeah we're not even going to go there we've not even got time <laughs> to, to go there so, so all that's left to be said is um, once again to thank every single one of you uh, our listeners for your continued support your continued engagement and, and, and as I said earlier on um, we, we joke about winning an award but that's when I say that's our award that's everybody that's listening to this right now um we would not have won that award were it not for you uh you guys continue to drive us to do this and we we love that so continue pushing us to do more um and i think the final thing left to say is probably have a very merry christmas uh, and best wishes for 2019 yep so cheers